John Podcast Network. Are we recording? Yeah. We're, you know, getting the jitters out. Whatever. You know how we do. Happy New Year! Oh, it's New Year's! <laughs> well, no, it's January 10th. Oh, okay. That's our first episode of the New Year. Yeah. The danged every other Wednesday thing. Could have been just a couple days after New Year's, but... That would involve us recording a lot more frequently. Yeah, or shorter episodes. Yeah. Or releasing half an episode. Yeah. Cliffhangers. Yeah, if that's if any of those things are what you guys want, let us know. But also, if you just want episodes of the length and quality that we have been putting them out every week, the finger thing means the money. Yeah. Well, so, Brother Dan, fill out your questionnaire and submit it to Ben and he'll get it to us. Yes, that's true. <laughs> In fact, everyone, direct all your questions, complaints, <laughs> requests, queries, and concerns about our podcast that Ben is not directly a part of, usually. Although, Ben was just on the last episode. I know. It's like, oh, he finally showed up back on the podcast. Let's drag him. It's not dragging. Okay. I'm not calling Ben's character into question. Okay. I'm not, I'm not making right. fun of Ben right. in any just, way, shape, or form. Just, I'm just, just asking harassment. our fans to leave a whole bunch of crap on Ben's desk, metaphorically. thing that i wanted to get situated by this episode by our first episode of the year mm-hmm. was i wanted to have a proper introduction to the show not just a thing i say not just a catchphrase but for if anybody if this is their first episode i want to try to explain what the show is succinctly oh okay for listeners yeah i don't have that okay well welcome to hate watch great watch where we believe every movie has merit for discussion whether you like it or don't that's kind of what we believe. We also know that there are movies that don't. <laughs> yeah, yes, but this is an exploration, finding what those are, because it's way fewer than you would think. Yeah. Usually there's something to like in anything. Ooh, the floor is vibrating because yeah. we're doing laundry. I, hope that, I wonder if that picks up on the mics. We won't really know until we listen back. But the spin cycle is happening on the floor below us. Yes. In our new, the new studio that doesn't have a catchy name. Yeah, so actually... We're what's, working it out. What's going to help that out is if we get a rug... Yeah. But yeah, we're settling in. It's going fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I wish it were going faster, but we all work for a living. <laughs> I mean... I also wish we, you know, could spend more time on the podcast, but we all work for a living. There's yes. a lot of things I wish we could do, but we all work for a living. Again, if the, the finger thing means the money. Yeah, I know. So if, if you all start sending us money to where we don't have to all work for a living, then we could spend more time carpeting the stairs, which is not a euphemism. <laughs> Sounds like it could be. Not like a commonplace euphemism. For like one of the weird sex positions. <laughs> yeah, or like it was from an episode of a sitcom. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Like I'd pack his lunch. Is this a thing you've heard or did you just find it in your brain? <laughs> no, that was something that my friend group used to say, but then they'd say <laughs> lunchbox because it was funnier. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know it. If you know where I'd pack his lunch 
comes from. Please write to Ben at bestboyatmoviejohn.com. Unless that's not his, his email, in which case, find his email. Are we, are we doxing Ben now? Does this count as doxing? Um, it's moviejohnbestboy at gmail, by the way. Moviejohnbestboy at gmail.com will get you to Ben. I forgot what I... Oh, uh, I'll pack his lunch. I'd pack his lunch, yeah. Put that in the subject line. <laughs> if everyone could email Ben <laughs> the Monday after this goes up. Yeah. Subject line, I'd pack his lunch. Yeah. <laughs> the body of the email can be pretty much anything. Just don't make it offensive. Old man best boy is going to cancel us unless we get an audience uh, response. Yeah, it shows that you're engaged. <laughs> All right, so, Hunter, what are we talking about on this uh, chilly January morning? <laughs> Hello, excellent humans. Welcome to Hate Watch, Great Watch. We are a film discussion podcast out of Philadelphia. We watch great movies, we watch bad movies, we watch everything in between, and we try to find merit in all of them. Sometimes it's possible. I'm your co-host, Hunter Bush. I'm your co-host, Allison Yukulis. And we have no guests today. No, it's just us talking about 1984, Blood The Simple. film, 1984. No, oh, it's, no. Not, it's not. The... Oh, that was confusing to me. Okay. I thought I watched the wrong film. We watched Blood Simple. <laughs> Blood Simple, from the year 1984. Right. Directed by? The Coens. Joel and Ethan Coen. Yes. Written by? Is it still the Coens? It is the Coens. Okay. Joel and Ethan Coen. Don't they tend to write what they direct? or um, For the most at part. At least partially, yeah. I would say like their their hits are usually their work. I think stuff like uh, The Lady Killers was like a previous script. I don't know if they did it. Mm-hmm. I assume they did a pass on it. Okay. I, by that point in their career, I figured they do passes on everything that comes across their, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, um, Lady Killers is way later. This is their first feature. Yes. Used to be hard to get your hands on, although it was recently released on the Criterion. Yeah, um, Criterion put it out uh, within the last year and change, yeah. I guess. Well, I know for a while there, like you were only finding like discs from other regions and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if it was a rights thing or what. And even the Criterion version isn't like um, a remaster or anything. Mm-hmm. It's cleaned up. It doesn't look. You yeah, know. I thought they did some upgraded like sound effect stuff. I Maybe. thought I saw in like the the notes. Maybe. But, like, I just mean the visuals, it wasn't, you know. Yeah. It wasn't remastered. It's not Yeah, it's not recolorized crisp. or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit of that mm-hmm. old VHS DVD grain to mm-hmm. it, but it's not, like, ugly. Yeah. does um, have the music rights, though, that were apparently difficult. Oh, really? For the, yeah. Yeah, they weren't able to use... Same old song? Yes, they weren't able to use same old song in, I think, the initial, like, home video release. Oh. So it was something else... I was reading and... I have a question. Yes. And I don't know if you know the answer. Maybe maybe someone listening does. If you make a film and you use a song in it, right, and then you have that song listed in your credits, and then you do a home video release, and you can't use that song, so you replace it, you dub over with, like, a different thing. You can't use that song. Right, but do you leave the credit... Oh. ...in the credits? <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... And if they dub it over with something else, do you have to add credits? That's How interesting. How does that work? Yeah. I don't know. So apparently it was replaced with the Neil Diamond cover song of I'm a Believer. 
Ooh, weird. Welcome back to the show, Neil Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> we did an episode yeah. previously. It's, it's not like a whiplash thing. Like, it, you know, it's still kind of upbeat and everything. It's just not quite the same mood. It's not. On the jazz singer. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. No, as it went on, one more sentence, one more thought. I was like, it actually is getting funnier. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering because, like, they make a point to use that song a few times. It's it's uh, Maurice. 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 Not Maurice. No. Maurice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Maurice's, I guess, like, favorite song. Mm-hmm. He's bartender at the bar that a lot of characters sort of orbit around. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, going here and there and here and there in this. There's, like, three locations. Yeah. But it's just, it's funny how everybody's, like, ping-ponging around. Because, like, you well, know, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing of the movie is that there's a lot of stuff going on. People don't know exactly what's happening at any given point. Yeah, there yeah. are four main characters. Maurice is not one. He is a supporting character. He's great, actually. Yeah. But um, it's, like, a perfect supporting character role where... Actually, I forgot to look up the actor. Give me one second. Sam Art Williams. Mm-hmm. Maurice. Uh, he's great. He's a, it's a, you know... Very, like, commanding performance in, like, three scenes. But he's like a, a perfect... cool guy. Yeah, he's, he's very cool, very, like, magnetic. Mm-hmm. And he is kind of nothing, and then he does the one scene where he confronts Ray yeah. about the money. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool, is this going to be a thread from here? But it, that's it. It's, it's laying groundwork for stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we have four main characters, basically. Mm-hmm. They basically all kind of have a base of operations, and we sort of bounce from one to the other to the other. This is, you know, 1984. So, pre-cell phones. Yeah. Obviously. So, you know, everybody isn't in con- constant contact. You yeah. have to... You just have answering machines and actually physically going to where people the fuck are. Well, and phone booths. Yeah, that's true. Things. Yeah. And, I mean, people had, you know... Calling services. But... Nobody in this movie has that. I'm just right. saying it was, it was the technology of the time. Sure. Or answering service. Whatever. But, yeah. So, there's a lot of, like, not knowing what the other person is up to and that is actually like thematically relevant through the film yeah of being like i don't know what they do when i'm not with them because i can't know knowing when something happens a little bit a little bit that's i don't think that's important so much as it the fact that it is so murky in itself is important yeah like figuring out the order of events doesn't matter Right. It's already too late, but sure. the fact that no one's really sure is yeah. very, like, obfuscating to the truth. Right. Um, this is a noir. Yeah. This is well in the wheelhouse of noir. It's set and shot in Texas. Yeah. So it has this real, like, southern gothic kind of feel yeah. to a lot of it. And I would argue that the last act is a horror movie. Yeah, a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. It almost borders on Jalo. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Really does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great. Yes. Uh, the, and the logic of the film itself uh, has what I always refer to as sitcom logic. It, so that's exactly what I was thinking as I was watching it as well, where I'm like, it's not really like a sit drum, but I guess <laughs> it's just it's just a drama, but it's the, it's relying extremely heavily on uh, dramatic irony where yes. you know a lot more about what's going on than any individual character does, and you're watching them just continue to make mistakes into a tragic end. Yes, they are making their decisions based on not all of the information. Yes. 
um and repeatedly dramatic, <laughs> yeah and dramatic irony is when the audience knows a thing that the character in the scene does not right so i mean the shorthand very obvious example is like when the killer is hiding behind the door yeah and we know that because we saw them yes and the character doesn't that's dramatic irony yeah. but it extrapolates outwards into like oh we know these people are having an affair or we know who really killed this guy or we know what happened to the thing or whatever or sometimes we even know what other people know yes and, and the what, fact that the, yeah. uh, this character does not know that right, right. that's yeah. all dramatic yes. irony and this movie is full of it yes sitcom logic is kind of that um, yeah where si- it's a, a single oh sorry go ahead no I'm no sorry. well sitcom well, logic is usually simpler yeah. It's because it's usually, it's a sitcom, so they're not, yeah. um, there's no, I don't want to shit on sitcom writers. I love sitcoms. It's just easier to be like, uh, he just didn't mention this thing that could easily be mentioned and yeah. would solve 90% of the problems with this episode. But if we do that, the, there's no episode. Yeah. Or no somebody drive. misheard somebody else and their conclusion is ridiculous, but right. they haven't clarified it. Right. But right. That's, right. that's the other, that's my example that I yeah. go to all the time. Yes. You go like, oh, good luck. And they shut the door and go, good. they say good duck. And then they base every decision for the next 22-odd minutes on thinking their friend said good duck and therefore making, you know, comedic, silly decisions. And yes. that's funny, and the can studio audience laughs. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and, then and then Sheldon mm. uh, kisses the girl or whatever. <laughs> or something. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen old Sheldon. <laughs> but... So that's sitcom logic. Uh, I'm sure there's probably like a proper like film school term for this kind of like obfuscation. I know some of these terms because I did yeah. take some film classes, uh, but I'm just a passionate I mean, I, amateur. I, f- I feel like that also happens a lot in just like traditional Greek tragedy. Sure. I mean, it happens. It's a story yeah. construct. Yeah. But I mean, like, like the audience, the reader, whatever, knowing a thing that uh-huh. not every character knows is, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, the story... Even of... the fact that, like, yeah, again, like, the narration that would introduce stories classically would be like, and they were doomed. Even yeah. we go in knowing they're doomed, and they don't know that. That's true. Yeah, the whole chorus is, you know, yeah. something that the characters don't hear, but the audience does. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it might be that that is so old that it doesn't even have its own distinction. But also, if that is untrue, you can write to Ben. <laughs> yes. Was it moviejohnbestboy at gmail.com? Again. <laughs> We can't stress this enough. Can't stress this enough. Email Ben only on Mondays. (laughs) Start the week right. Subject line, I'd pack his lunch. (laughs) We're not going to have any friends at the end of this podcast. (laughs) Ben's going to be, when Ben eventually gets around to listening to this episode, Ben will be like, really? Really? (laughs) I've cooked so many meals. I've invited you into my home. (laughs) This is how you repay me? I have to change my email now? (laughs) Again, don't be rude. Be respectful. Right. You animals. <laughs> right. So <sighs> can we summarize the whole of the film pretty quickly? Yeah, it's a hard one to summarize because the enjoyment of two-thirds of the film, easily, is all the not everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. And everybody is misinterpreting things. And, yeah. And everybody suspects everybody else. It's Yeah. I and mean, also you got the classic fucking noir trappings of like a very recognizable gun. And missing money. Oh, yeah. And a very recognizable lighter. <laughs> yeah. We've got... It, it is. It's very... Yeah. We've got... Uh, there's an affair. And an affair. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. a PI. Yeah. There's guns. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's got It's got it all. Okay. So we have... Uh, there's Abby, played by yeah. Frances McDormand. Yeah. Uh, Cohen, mainstay, and eventual wife. I don't remember if they were... 
they were not married. They met, on, they this. met on this. Yeah. Yes, they met on this. So yeah, your recollection is correct from any of my poking around the internet. Sure. And Abby's married to Marty, which is the great Dan Hedaya. Yeah, his name is Julian Marty, but everybody calls him Marty. He's not very McFly. Which is why I do it. (laughs) And Marty owns a bar, and he's kind of a shitheel. Yeah. Ray. Played by John Getz. John Getz. Works at the bar. Right, works at the bar with the aforementioned Maurice. Yeah, Maurice is a friend of his. Yeah, they're co-workers. Yeah, and at one point, uh, Marty engages the services of a detective who is not really named in the film, but you can see that his lighter has Lauren written on it l-o-r-e-n lauren and apparently his name is lauren visser visser yeah in the um credits yeah 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 and that is the great m emmett walsh mm-hmm. i love m emmett walsh i don't know why or i mean i know why he's great that's why yeah i don't know where i first as a young man as a child uh, i've talked about this on you'll you'll hear this if you listen to the show uh, i never sleep uh, as a kid can't couldn't sleep clowns could eat him no <laughs> i like I, I got nothing against clowns it's mascots i don't like but, oh, okay. uh i don't know why but yeah i just was an insomniac and i slept very few hours a night and i would just sit up after my mom went to bed and watch movies and um i must have stumbled across some mm Emmett walsh performance in in a couple of them maybe and just mm-hmm. was like i like this guy He's got this very specific way of talking. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. He's so enjoyable. He's so sleazy in this. And I didn't yeah. see this for years. Because, again, it was hard to find. It wasn't on TV a right. lot. Um, like it's Fargo, also kind of brutal. Which, I oh, mean, yeah. of course, well, you know, yeah. But, like, Fargo, but, you know, I'd seen a ton of times. Yes. Just on TV. Yeah. Um, that was always kind of around. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. But it, it is. Apparently, this is the Coen's least favorite of their films. Sure. And I think it's just that, like, it is, you know, early and raw, and it was before they refined a lot of their toolkit, but, like... It also doesn't have any... Not not any, but it has way less of their sense of humor. It does. It's, it's, it's much definitely more a, straight a lot straighter. Film. Right. Yeah. There's Although, still humor in it, and there's right. a lot of dark humor. And they still pick, like, odd things to focus in on yeah. and, and do some weird choices. And so it's definitely, like, like you can tell. It's the, the, the ice. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's it's ice. the nadir of, like, some of their other. I not thought nadir. nadir's the end. Oh, okay. I thought it was the center. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up nadir. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, okay. I I thought it was, like, yeah, the, the center, the, the, you know, the little, the germ of some of their you know bigger moves nadir the lowest point in the fortunes of a person or organization oh okay i don't know if that was the appropriate word then i do not think it was okay well i'm firing my word of the day calendar out of a cannon into the sun uh (laughs) um so and i'll get into some of the weird stuff that i liked sure um but i mean like i was just thinking about how like if they didn't go on to just again be so fucking like tight and talented and polished and everything like this could be somebody else's best fucking movie it is still very good it's just that in terms of some of their later work it is a bit more rough and raw here's the thing i I don't think this is a this isn't a criticism i think this film would play very differently to a audience younger than us or would play very differently to anybody really watching it now if you are familiar and used to the way and the pacing of modern films. Oh, sure. Because... It's, it's definitely got some, like, slow stewing. It's not even just that. It's it's the thing that we talked about 
off air before we started recording that every time I watch this, I catch like another layer. I keep using the word obfuscate, but another mm-hmm. layer of that, another layer where I'm like, oh, here's another misunderstanding or another suspicion that a character has for mm-hmm. somebody else or for their motivations or for their actions or whatever. Like there's there's so many. It's not just a I thought he did A, but he did B, and that guy did A. It's not simple. Yeah. It's not clean. No. It's very, very messy. Every, yeah. There there are whole scenes where two people are having a conversation. They each think they know what, what they're the, talking about. Yeah. And they each are like thinking the other person is to blame for whatever, and neither of them is right. Yeah. Like that's it's fascinating. Yeah. Dialogue wise, like writing yeah. wise. Yeah. And as a viewer, like I definitely knew watching it the first time, like okay, we're doing a misunderstanding angle, whatever. But it this really rewards uh, multiple watches. Oh, totally. To really appreciate how solid this is, but it's not the kind of film that like is punchy on repeat watches. No, like, the because you're you going... kind of know yeah. what certain story beats are, so they're not as shocking to you. Right. The things you're going to appreciate are very small, and yeah. it's details. Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know that this would play as well to people more comfortable with modern rewatchability, the modern concept of rewatchability, and modern pacing, and modern story structures. A lot of people try noir, and it doesn't always work for no real reason. It's just like, oh, they don't quite nail the something. Yeah. Whether it's the tone or you get an actor that doesn't nail the performance or the story isn't. There's there's a whole thing. The structure of the story has to be of a certain way for it to really qualify as noir. Mm-hmm. The tone has to be very specific. Yeah. Kind of has to be bleak. Yeah. And it helps if there's a lot of, you know, misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. The Big Lebowski yeah. is them doing a much more modernized version of what they do in this film. Yeah. Where all the misunderstandings in Big Lebowski are big. You cannot miss them. Yeah. They still, uh, uh, you know, appreciate in value and appreciation on every rewatch. Yeah. But they are, it's also, it's a comedy. It's bigger. It's flashier. Yeah. They're sillier. Yeah. They're going broader with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a much more... Engaging and and digestible for a modern audience version of the things they do really great here. It's just yes. here they're very subtle. Yeah, and you know, yeah. But yeah, so now is your opportunity to go watch Blood yes. Simple if you can get your great little point applause on, on it. <laughs> yeah. From this point on, there will be spoilers. Uh, spoilers, ahoy! Mm-hmm. I recommend watching it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, usually at this point in the show, something's really, really good or really, really bad. We'll let you know if you we'll should you not bother watching it or if you totally should, you know, yeah. and then come back to us later. This is, you totally should watch it and come back to us later. Yeah. This is only my second rewatch, I think. I think we saw it. I think you showed it to me like maybe like 10 or 12 years ago or something. Yeah. You mentioned this a lot yeah. as being like a favorite movie of yours. Yeah. I thought it was fabulous yeah. and I still do. Oh yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, that, yeah. That's why I was yeah. like, oh, they're putting it out on Criterion. I yeah. should get that. But yeah, it is one of those things where, like, I watched it once, but it's just been living up there for a while. Yeah. And a thing I noticed this time that I hadn't really been clocking, I think, on my first watch is that they do several instances of a sudden noise or movement or something, and one character will react while another one doesn't. Huh. And the most overt one is when Marty is dead. And Ray comes in and finds him dead, and he kicks the gun. Yeah. And Ray and and Ray reacts, and Marty doesn't. That's when he kind of realizes that Marty isn't 
you know, yeah. isn't alive. And actually, he's not really dead. We'll get into it. Um, but before that, very early on in the movie, they have a very tense conversation where Ray's like, yep, fucking your wife, but you owe me two weeks of pay, so how about that? And Marty's like, you're not getting it, dude. Fuck off. Also, it's going to be really funny when she fucks you over. And then a fly hits the bug zapper behind him. And I don't know if you can see Ray or not, but uh, Mari does not react to it. And no. It's just kind of loud. No, Hidea uh, is doing like a thousand yard stare. Yeah. He's up in the back of the bar, like on the back porch, I guess, you know, yep. watching uh, the employees throw trash into a dumpster fire. Yeah. Which yep. he refers to as the incinerator. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a dumpster fire. And then uh, later on in the movie, there's a tense conversation between Ray and Abby where Ray is trying to tell her, like, I cleaned up your mess because he thinks that she shot Marty. And she's like, Ray, what did you do? You've been gone all night and you look crazy. And you're and you're yeah. saying things that sound yeah. like you might have killed Marty. Right. And so they're they're trying to both, like, I guess, tease out what the fuck the other one is talking about. And uh, she's standing by his front porch and a, a newspaper hits it and she reacts and he doesn't. Yeah, the newspaper hits yeah. the door. It's great. Yeah. So I forgot all about that. It's yeah. It's such a fucking good. Yeah. So there's just like several points where that is there, I guess, to sort of punctuate certain things or perhaps to like reveal something about what's going on or who has the upper hand in a situation. But that's an it interesting is, read. Yeah, like I, I'm so still trying to, that the I'm still trying to that, tease that out. The person that doesn't react is the person that is in control, or maybe although that doesn't, that then does not work for Marty being dead. That she, he's just dead. That's how Ray knows that he's not <laughs> just asleep or something. Yeah, I, um, I, 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 so I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck that means. I just found it interesting that it was something that I saw them kind of do repeatedly and hadn't really clocked the first time I watched it, but then was like noticing it more this time i think it is i mean it, it works for the characters as yes. well but i think it's to keep the audience on their toes okay yeah because i mean the they movie, also are working with tension a lot they are totally but the movie only has three bullets yes the movie only has three bullets i mean um, like, that's not entirely true but like they the... also have some footsteps and that looming truck and there's definitely like a lot of things that are played for tension that would re be relatively small but they're made bigger yeah they're made whole yeah. moments of yes but no, I mean, like, yeah, this this whole thing could essentially be solved with three bullets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the one is just so that the gun doesn't fire at another point. Okay, so... No, 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 I know what you're saying, yeah. but I don't think that's actually true. Why? <laughs> well, I, uh, I mean, I always thought it was kind of a, a convenience of the script that the gun doesn't fire at all, because it should fire unless the barrel's been spun. Yeah, which it did when he kicked it. I guess. Yeah. I guess. That's totally what happened. I don't I don't know. I I guess. <laughs> That's an I guess situation. I don't know. You want to try to see if we can do a rough sketch of the plot? Yeah, the plot again, the plot's simple, but the details are what's important and that's not simple. Yes. Um I'm not going to make blood simple puns. No. This whole time. Okay. I'm not some kind of blood simp. <laughs> Um, you really reeled me in on that one. <laughs> you're welcome. So, uh, yes, Abby is married to Marty. Marty owns the bar where Ray works with Maurice. We're to understand that 
Abby is planning on leaving and going to Houston. Yeah, there's like a voiceover. Is it she, Ray? She's having a conversation in the car with Ray. Yeah. The conversation, she mentions going to Houston, and Ray is driving her to blank. Uh, I guess the bus station? He's not driving her to Houston. I forget I forget if she says bus station. Although she was saying like, you know, oh, you're driving really out of your way. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. But, so she wants to go to Houston. Yeah. And uh, Ray is driving her, and he lets drop. He drops the hammer that like, well, I like you. And she's like, well, I didn't know that. And he's like, well, now you do. And she's like, well, shit. Yeah. And I guess we have to pull off and get a motel. Yeah. She's like, what was that <laughs> sign back there? You know, was it a motel? And then they have they stop, and this VW bug that was following them also stops and just sits there for a minute mm-hmm. before eventually pulling around and driving past and and ray asks her like you know that car and she's like no yeah and she goes anyway more importantly i think that was a motel let's go bone yeah i mean also important in that conversation was her talking about why she needs to get away from her husband that he gave her a gun for christmas uh no it was their first <laughs> anniversary first anniversary sorry um yeah and you know and she describes it as having like a mother of pearl handle yep, and pearl then we handle. proceed to see the gun a lot after that yeah yeah oh yeah i mean it's a very important detail yeah, we are not breaking the chekhov's gun but no, no, convention no. at all this thing is all yeah. over the film and gets fired constantly <laughs> giving your partner a gun yeah is not reason to leave them that's no. not she says no but she she, she says well you you yeah. had your chance to okay. say this line okay. you, you skipped it to talk about the handle okay so now it's my turn okay now it's papa's turn so no she says he gave me a pearl handle revolver for our first anniversary i better leave him before i use it so you don't actually know exactly what the problems are in their relationship but it's i might kill him bad yeah it's also so pithy it's a very like noir staple kind of dialogue yes the dialogue in, in in classic noir stuff is very punchy um the uh uh is it what's his name What's Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes' noir alias? Oh. Yeah, see? You don't know, so. Tracer Bullet, that's his name. Oh, boy. Tracer Bullet. So, that's Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Bill Watterson's Calvin and Hobbes. That's his noir persona, his detective persona. Hard-boiled, you know. And... Lord. (laughs) But that's a perfect distillation of film noir stuff. Yeah. And the novels that film noir was, you know, based on. And all yeah, that. the pulp. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very punchy dialogue. It's all kind of like, not exactly punny, but wordplay, yeah. twisty, double meanings, entendres, yeah. things like that. He died from a bad case of lead poisoning. She had yes. legs that go all the way to the floor. <laughs> all that stuff. It's not all the way to the floor. That's not a thing. It's all the way up. Okay. The whole... I don't fucking know. Well, then why are you invoking it? The whole thing of of mentioning the legs is that yeah. they go up to the butt and the vagina. That's what. Okay. Nice legs. Would, when do they open? That's where. That's the same. Okay. Yeah, it's the same concept. Um, my bad. I will turn in my uh, fedora. Well, just. <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, I, I did. You know, I know some thing. You're gonna rattle off a couple, but I'm like, all the way to the floor. I don't know if I've ever heard that. Maybe that's a thing. But I always assumed it was the other way, it's to be you know sexually suggestive. Okay. Because it's about a hot dame. Okay. They're always hot dames. They're always dames. They're always hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I think is probably from those Tracer Bullet comics is uh, like I kept a thirty-eight uh, in my drawer uh, right next to a bottle of bourbon. Uh, I kept the one loaded. The other kept me loaded. Mm-hmm. Like that kind yeah, of yeah. like right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all like noir yeah. stuff. But this is that. This is the, the dialogue is not quite as 
Mm-hmm. Not quite that, but not quite as pithy, but it's punchy. Yeah. They have their little, their tryst, and turns out the VW bug that was following them is the PI. Yeah. It's Visser, who then returns, you know, the next day to Marty and shows him pictures, and he's like, yep. Well, I mean, before even that, I guess say Marty calls the motel because Visser yeah. tells him that they're there and stuff, and so the next day he's like, why are you even showing these to me? Like, you told me where they were and what they were doing there, and he's like... Eh, just call it a perk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, I was yeah. gonna mention that that he's just like, yeah, I just took some pictures. Thought you'd like to see him. Yeah, fucking creep. He is. He's great. Uh, he's very slimy. Mm-hmm. Marty pays him for this job for confirming that he, you know, believes his wife was having an affair. Although it doesn't seem like she was before this. We're not ever sure marty yeah. implies we, that we start when they're already in the car so like who i know knows what she was doing yeah I, i'm yeah. laying this out for the okay. audience who yeah, yeah. maybe watched it maybe uh. didn't yeah he he says later on to to, to ray mm-hmm. when ray confronts him for his two to two weeks back pay he's like if it wasn't you it was gonna be it was somebody else and like what i think is really funny is eventually she's gonna do it to you too and you're gonna confront her and she's gonna say like oh ray i haven't done anything funny and he's, you know, he's planting the seed of doubt for Ray. Although, again, we don't know, but from everything we have seen, she wasn't having, you know, they weren't having an affair before this. Yeah. This was, you know. So he pays Visser and, and he says, like, you know, take your money, get out of here. If I, if I need to find you, I'll know, I know what rock I'll turn over. Mm-hmm. And Visser's like, <laughs> cracks up. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, that's good. You know. Mm-hmm. When he gives him the photos, Marty says, you know, in ancient Rome, yeah. they used to cut off the heads of the messengers that delivered the bad news. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> he's like, made them feel better. <laughs> so uh, after he says, like, I'll I'll know what rock to turn over to find you. He's like, that's good. Let me know if you want to cut my head off. I can just crawl around without it. <laughs> he's such a fucking sleaze. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, Emma Walsh, she's fucking great. <laughs> I can't like I like yeah I didn't see this for years yeah uh, I already was an M.M. at Walsh fan by the time I saw this but if I wasn't seeing this I would be mm-hmm. he's fucking so good just despicable Ray confronts Marty for his two weeks back pay and Marty's like I'm not paying you you're, you're, you're taking my wife fuck you I'm not paying you and he says if you come back on this property I'll shoot you <laughs> fair warning <laughs> yeah Ray had um, also taken her back to her and Marty's so that she could, I guess, get her things, and that's when she gets her gun. Yeah, we see the gun, and also the, uh, I, you know, they she, have a dog. She and Marty have a dog that seems cool with Ray. Yeah. Ray sees it, and the dog doesn't really pay him any mind, and Ray's mm-hmm. like petting the dog. The dog seems to like Ray. Marty calls uh, Ray's house while Ray's still, I guess, driving back, and gets Abby. And doesn't say anything. And yeah. she's just like, you know, oh, who is this? And he's he just seething and then hangs up. Yes. Yeah. Which is important. And then as Ray walks in, he's like, oh, who was that on the phone? And she's like, you know, some guy. Or I don't even she know. She says he didn't say anything. Oh, he didn't say anything. She goes, I right. don't know. He didn't say anything. He's, how do you know it was a guy? Yeah. And so this instantly already we're doing the everybody's at different, like at odds. Right. With their point of view. So Ray is now suspicious that she's with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And she's now like, she is like playfully is like, Ray, do you have a girl? Am I ruining something by being here? He's like, am I? And they're both like, what? What are you talking about? Like they yeah. both have that kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. But it's already, and no one's even died yet. 
No. <laughs> no one's even died yet, and there was nothing to that phone conversation. Right. It's great. Um, I would have, when you said they went to, you know, Marty and, and, and Abby's to yeah. get her stuff. Uh, they have an intercom, which gives you an idea that they're, like, kind of well Well-to-do, yeah. And they have a stuffed boar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm against, you know, the hunting and killing of... Uh, of animals but if they're already dead and stuffed and you can find them in like a thrift store i'll take them yeah because they're cool yeah it's cool it's like it's like having pets but not having the expensive pets yeah you don't have to feed them shit no you just name them hang out with them you dust them yeah it's great Mm -hmm. so because now now their relationship is strained ray Ray and abby uh you know because she i'm assuming figured i'm at my boyfriend's house now we're gonna sleep together and he starts talking about, like, well, you can have the couch. And she's like, okay. And he's like, I mean, you could have the bed. And she's like, well, I don't want to put you out. And he's like, it won't put me out. And she's like, I'm fine here. Like, mm-hmm. it's very awkward. And they both now don't trust each other, kind yeah. of. Because he's acting weird in her eyes. And she's not trustworthy because of what Marty said. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to go to sleep. Her on the couch. Him in bed. Neither of them is sleeping. She goes in. Gets in bed with him. Mm-hmm. And then it's the next morning. Yeah. And she gets up and wanders out into the, you know, living room Mm -hmm. and sees their dog. Yes. And she's like, huh. And then Marty grabs her from behind. Yeah. Well, she's also going through her bag. And I had a second where I'm like, why is she getting the gun out? And she's just getting like a compact out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Her little, it's like a clamshell. Yeah. yeah. Silver clamshell compact. And yeah, Marty grabs her. Yeah. And like drags her out. Uh, She bites his finger pretty bad. Yep. And then yeah, boots then she, him right in the yam bag. Yeah, she likes you know spins away from him. Yeah, and when he goes for her, she kicks him right in the groin. Yeah, and he falls over and vomits, and you can hear him just thinking, "Oh my groin, my groin." Um, they do uh, the 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 Coens mm-hmm. do some Evil Dead camera work on oh, this. Oh yeah, a little when, bit. Yeah. When they exit the house, yeah. the camera zooms up the lawn and gets yeah. right in their face. Yeah. Um. So the Coens were friends. Yeah. Our friends, I don't know. Uh, With Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi and that group, Bruce Campbell, Mm -hmm. Rob Tappert. Yep. Uh, And they worked on each other's films. Yeah. I think they both worked on Crime Wave, I believe. Mm. Uh, One of the Coens, I think, was an editor on Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. I think they met when uh, Sam Raimi was supporting Evil Dead. So I think one of the Mm -hmm. Coens worked as an editor on Evil Dead 2. Okay. I believe. Mm -hmm. That's the chronology... It's a little hazy. I, mm-hmm. It's all from stuff I read, like, uh, yeah. over my lifetime, which was long. Yeah. Uh, um, the Imdaba does mention that Sam Raimi gave him the idea of making a trailer for the movie and then shopping it around to people to get funds raised nice. for this. Yeah, so, which is now, like, yeah. common practice. Yes. Uh, oh, also, in Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. there is a nod, an homage to this film. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, Ash, Bruce Campbell. Is um you know freaking out because he in the time span of Evil Dead Two has been fighting demons all night yeah and these two like hillbillies show up mm-hmm. and they're a problem and they don't believe him when he's talking about like evil spirits and things in the woods and whatever and they drag him uh, over and they throw him in the basement where there's you know even fucking more yeah yeah, yeah. there's like one of his friends who was possessed mm-hmm. by by the evil is down there but as they're dragging him over to throw him in the basement one of them goes. This buck's gone blood simple. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, as like a, whatever, 12, 14, 16 year old, when I first noticed that, Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit, that's great. Yeah. That's so cool. 
That's what it sounded like mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. My I brain mean, are huge. I mean, apparently it is like an existing phrase of talking about like, I mean, I guess essentially like trauma making you stupid. Really? Yeah. Well, it's that like, you know. I've never if, encountered it not around this film. Yeah. Well, it's okay. So it's, it's apparently taken from whatever the book was that inspired Miller's Crossing their later oh, film. Oh, interesting. Where there's like actually like a, a phrase in the in the novel that uses the term blood symbol, but yeah, it's it's being so drenched in violence that you're not making rational decisions anymore. That's it. I never. Knew. Yeah. Uh, title is based on a phrase from the Dashiell Hammett novel Red Harvest, in which blood symbol is a term coined to describe the addled, fearful mindset people are in after a prolonged immersion in violent situations. Oh, nice. I don't believe I've seen Miller's Crossing, so... Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure it's fabulous, because they don't make bad movies. They do. Okay. It's the lady killers. Okay. They don't often make bad movies. No, no. Uh, <laughs> they don't make a practice of making bad movies. No, the Coens are... I mean, like... Yeah. Listen, I've tried to like the lady killers. I just... Mm-hmm. I don't know what wavelength that movie is on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure if we watched it critically for this podcast, yeah, we could we would tease find, out some stuff. Right, we yeah. find some things to like. Yeah, yeah. There's, I'm sure, good stuff in it. I haven't seen it in a couple of years now, mm-hmm. but I, I try to watch it, and it's just kind of like, eh, it never really hits the notes I want. That's, I mean, you know, that also happens, and not everything's for everybody. But, I mean, it's notable because it's one of the few times um, that Sir Thomas Hanks played <laughs> a villain. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't really do that much because he's pretty likable. But he's a con man, so it works in this. He's also doing like a foghorn leghorn accent. It's, it's a trip. But yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I never, I've never encountered that phrase anywhere except for in yeah. relation to this film. Apparently, it was coined in the novel, so it sure, doesn't yeah. seem to be in popular use. But it's a Dashiell Hammett. Yeah. After failing to kidnap Abby back into his life, which, as we all know, is the best way to win a lover back. Yeah, is that what he was trying to do? Who knows? Here's the thing. This is a real like between the lines uh, reading of marty yeah but like i saw a lot of criticism of dan hedaya's performance Mm -hmm. um as being like comical and not imposing and things and i i I think that's the point yeah he's a guy he's a proto alpha male well you commented on this (laughs) when um when visser is like laughing at some stuff that marty says yeah and you're like boy visser you're like boy he's the worst i was like nah he's great he, as a PI, I'm sure, sees tough guys and, and real tough guys and guys that think they're tough guys and whatever all the time. That's part of the business. He's not intimidated by Dan Hedaya. Dan Hedaya is Dan Hedaya. He's kind of a slime ball, but... And he might be dangerous, but he's not a tough guy. Right. You know? So, I don't know if he's capable of murder. No. Like, if that's what you're asking, was he going to kidnap her and take her back to be like, you're with me, you live with me. I keep wanting to say Cher because he's he plays uh, Alicia Silverstone's dad. Oh in yeah, Clueless. yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and her name is Abby in this movie, but I keep wanting to be like, "Yeah, come with me, Cher," and I'm like, "No, yeah. that's, that's a different film." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's much more likable in that. Yeah, sure. He's a great. Totally. Dad. Yeah, he's a great dad. Yeah, I love Dan Day, great character actor. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, he tries to shoot Ray, but it, admittedly, they're both in a situation where it's very life or death. Yeah, that's extremes. Yeah. yeah that's he's literally, yeah. Yeah, he thinks that he is saving Abby because she has done something terrible. Oh, right. And this, yeah, and this is the only way to, like, fix it for yeah. her because yeah, he does no. care about her. 
and Marty is like, this guy's going to kill me. I'm going to die. Here. Right. I'm almost dead now. Yes. We'll get to it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if Marty at this point is capable of like actual murder. Violence, yeah. He might He might be like, I'm going to take her back to you know our house and, and beat the shit out of her until she'll love me again. Yep, because that totally works. Hey, man, I don't think it does, but people do think that. <sighs> That's some bad wiring. Yeah. That's not good. As they say on the Blank Check podcast, no good, very bad, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I think he's trying to kidnap her. I mean, that's what he's, he's trying to yeah, take at, her at least, home. yeah. I mean, like, that's what I, that's my read on it. He's like, no, no, I'm going to win her back. Yeah. He takes her, dog's there for backup in case Ray's got anything to say about it, right. I guess. Is but he doesn't, that's another thing. That's it's, the thing is the dog likes Ray, right, but that's another Marty doesn't of, know that. You're exactly, <laughs> they that's already another met. layer They're of friends. obfuscation. They're is like, the dog likes yeah. Ray fine. Yeah. And that kind of that I that seems like a missed opportunity actually to have him be like I don't Get him. know, I don't know what stuff. his actor preferences are. What the dog likes Ray Fines. <laughs> Ray Fines. <laughs> it's not what I said, but that's a funnier joke. <laughs> He's like I'm a Joseph Fines fan myself. Uh huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a stupid joke. Yeah, that was a stupid joke. <laughs> it's funny though. Um, after this failed kidnapping attempt. Yeah. It did not go good. <laughs> no, it didn't go great. So Mar- yeah, we see- Marty stumbles back to his car and Dog's just like, we're out. <laughs> yeah, Dog. <laughs> Jumps right into the back seat. Yeah, as I said, I have a feeling that Dog was promised, you know, burgers. Yeah. So we're like, oh, kidnap Abby. And then we're going A&W. to Dairy Queen. Or A&W. Whatever A&W, they whatever they have in Texas. Yeah. So we see Marty uh, at, like, there's like a scenic overlook where all the kids go to, like, get high and make out. It's like a make out point. Yeah. And um, he's walking up and some teenager up from oh off screen God. yells like, hey, mister. How'd you break your pussy finger? Because his Christ. finger's now in like a little brace. That killed me. It's very funny. <laughs> and like Marty's just like mortified. Yeah. He's just like, oh. And like Dan Hedayas does this great well, like. yeah, because he's a big bad man and they don't even know that he got beat up by his girlfriend. Right. Or wife. Yeah, yeah. wife. Yeah. But his, like, estranged, his now newly estranged wife. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. But yeah, Dan Hedayas does this great like heavy browed scowl. Uh, not a ton in this, but he's doing it in this scene where he's just kind of like, he has his face like, God, I wish all these people weren't here to look at me. Yeah. But this is where I have to come to meet, you know, Visser. So he goes up and Visser's talking to like a cute girl mm-hmm. and she like toddles off and, and Visser's like, she saw me rolling a cigarette. She thought it was marijuana. She thought I was a swinger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, there's no way she thought you were a swinger. <laughs> she <laughs> just thought maybe you had weed. Well, you know. Because like, yeah, he's a heavy set dude. He's always wearing like this like yellowy suit. Yeah. It's Hides a... the pit stains. Oh yeah, he's very sweaty. <laughs> it's Texas, it's hot. Yeah. But yeah, um he looks, you know, yeah, he looks he looks like a shit heel. And mm-hmm. he is in this. Yeah. Um so Marty hires him, he says like, I have a job for you and Mr. says if the pay is right and it's legal, I'll do it. He's like, Well it's not strictly legal and he pauses for a second and he goes well, if the page right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, of course you will. Like, you have no scruples. Mm-hmm. Like, you just said that so you could, like... Have plausible deniability right. for, like, three seconds. Right. But you know you can push Marty around. Yeah. You know you can get money from him. So he demands $10,000. Yeah. Um, and then also... Marty agrees to it, but he says, like, go to Corpus Christi for a few days. Get yourself noticed. I'll take care of the rest. You just make sure you can cover the money. Yeah. That's what Marty does. Yeah. 
But yeah, what were you gonna? I was saying also in the scene is when um, Visser is talking about like I guess he had a client or something who broke his hand. I think a, he says it's a friend of his. He says he broke his hand. Then a few days later he fell and he's trying to protect his bad hand and with his good hand and he broke his other hand. Yeah, and I thought this was gonna be a jack off joke, but what he says no, no, he is... says like, well, I hope your wife really loves you. Because you can't even wipe your own ass for the next five weeks. And then he cackles some more. He says, that's the sure test, ain't it? Test of love. (laughs) So would you wipe my ass if I broke both my hands? I wouldn't relish the opportunity, but yeah. I would be like, like, well, I broke both my hands, which means I won't be able to wipe my ass. Allison, go on my Amazon order of the day. Okay. Yeah, I'll also hose off your ass because it's not like you're going to be able to use that any more easily either. I can probably figure it out. Okay. I'm pretty dexterous. All right. With my feet. Okay. Yeah. Just going to monkey feet your way to a clean ass. Yeah. Hank McCoy does it. Okay. The Beast from the X-Men. All right. Fair enough. We have a similar build. <laughs> um, this scene isn't that uh, important. I just, there's a, a bit of dialogue that I like. Um, we're at Ray's at night. Abby and Ray are there. They're having a conversation. She's talking about like 1984 terminology about like psychiatry and things and it's a little outdated Mm -hmm. it's not like offensive it's just a little outdated it's not really relevant Mm -hmm. but she's basically saying like yeah he's crazy whatever he sent me to a psychiatrist you know they said you're the sanest person i've ever seen um so marty fired him Mm -hmm. ray's like i don't think you can fire a psychiatrist really and she's like well marty did i confronted marty about it and ray says like what'd he say and she's like nothing he doesn't really talk much kind of like you except when he doesn't talk much it's usually bad stuff. When you don't say something, it's usually nice. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's, I like that. Yeah, that's sweet. I, I like the yeah, and the, the establishing their characters and, you know, whatever. And, mm-hmm. You know, he's like, all right, we should go to bed or whatever. They lay down mm-hmm. and, and the camera. They do this a couple of times where, like, they lay down out of frame and we see out the front window. Yes, to. Um, to whatever is out there. Yeah. And this time the VW bug is out yeah. there. So we know it's Visser. And then he breaks in. He takes her gun. And then he leaves. Uh, he goes out around the outside of the house and he yeah. like, looks in through the window. This is the point that we see that it has three bullets. Yes. He opens the chamber. We we yeah. saw her only find three bullets earlier. Yeah. But now, yeah, he opens the chamber. It's got three in there. So, but yeah, he goes outside. He looks in through, their, through the bedroom window at them asleep. Ray is like face up. Yeah. Um, and she is face down with her arm like across Ray's chest. And then the next thing we know is we cut back to... Um, well, there's a road. We, we cut to a roadside phone booth yes. where Visser calls Marty, and he's like, "Yeah, how's it going? Did you do any fishing?" And he's like, "What?" He's like, "I said, did you catch any fish?" And he's like, "Yeah, is it done?" Like he's like, "Why are you doing this?" Mm-hmm. And it's like he's doing. He's toying with you. Yeah, because he can. Yeah, because you're not like a tough guy. Right. And and Visser is. Yes. He doesn't seem like he is. No. But yeah, he he is actually dangerous. dangerous, like in right. a in a real calculated way. Right. Whereas Marty might be dangerous in an emotional, unstable way. Right. Well, and then also, I mean, like even just look at their jobs. Like Visser is, you know, a private eye, and is at very least taking photos of infidelity, but also is willing to, you know, at least stage hits. He hopefully should know how to handle himself in case shit goes sideways yeah. because that is you that's know. what I was saying before about laughing right. at Marty is like right. he's used to yeah. putting himself in these yeah. situations with like actual right. heavies whereas Marty runs a bar has people in general to take care of drunks but also 
if you're mixing it up with somebody, it's probably somebody that's like three sheets to the wind already. Right. You know, yeah, well, Marty's Marty's a guy who runs a bar and yeah. has subordinates who yes, work for him. Exactly. Therefore, thinks that makes him like king shit. Yes. When it's like, no, you just do a job. Yeah. And part of your job is you have people that work for you. That doesn't right. actually make you anything. Yeah. But he's got also got money. And that also tends to inflate people's self-worth. Yes. So they meet at the bar. And Visser shows Marty photos. And it's the it's the image we saw of Ray is face up. She is face down. Her arm is across Ray's yeah. chest. Except they have been shot. There's yeah. blood seeping through the blankets and everything. And and. I was watching it this time. I was like trying to remember if I thought that was suspicious or phony mm-hmm. on the first watch. And I don't think I did. Do you remember the first time you watched it? If you thought that was or not? I do not remember what I thought the first time I watched it. Yeah. I'm um, just curious how it reads on a, to a first time. Yeah. Viewer. I mean, I, I, I know for, for this, I was just like, yeah, it's like super weird. that He's just, you know, showing him that, but we weren't shown this but also it's early in the movie that you don't realize that like you get to see every fucking step of this and if they don't show you something it's probably because it didn't actually happen i guess you could yeah and you don't know what's happened like what's coming and stuff you could maybe like believe that yeah right. they got killed and we're just seeing what happens next and the movie definitely plays it like that yeah like you are supposed to think that yeah but we'll get to that in a second i will yeah. say how that gets paid off in a minute but yeah. So uh, this is one of those times where it's unfortunate that I have seen this before. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Marty looks at the photos and he's like, "Ah, I'm gonna be sick." And he goes and he throws up. Mm-hmm. And as he's as he's going to the bathroom, this uh, uh, was like, "I don't want that picture back." Mm-hmm. So Marty throws up. He comes back. He's like, "Oh, let me get your uh, your money." And he goes over to the safe. Yeah. And he's like, he's feeding Visser this line of bullshit about like, "Well, we gotta." watch out for each other you know uh now we're both complicit in this like i'm paying you and he's like how'd you secure the money he parrots back a thing that visser said to him which is like you don't need to know that's for me to know and you to find out kind of thing like yeah. it's not none of your business i i handled it and marty's mm-hmm. like I, I made a call and he's like good enough for me so he gets the money out but as he's doing that he has folded up the photo while he was in the yeah. bathroom yep and he throws it into the safe and takes the money out and shuts it so now mm-hmm. he's got something so he can you know I guess blackmail Visser, yeah. I guess is his idea. Or, I mean, he might not even have a definitive plan with that. It's yeah. just insurance, you know? Sure. Gives him the money. And he's like, you know, he's like, you can count it and then get out. Visser says, like, nah, I trust you. And then he pulls the gun out and shoots Marty in the gut. Yeah. The gun is Abby's, Abby's gun. pearl handle revolver. Also, in this scene, uh, Lauren, you know, lights a cigarette or whatever Visser. with Visser. Yeah. yeah, lights a cigarette with his lighter, puts it down. Um, and then is like, you know, Marty oh, let me see turns your out fish. had been yeah. fishing. Yes. What are you going to do in Corpus Christi? I don't know. I've never yeah. been there. Apparently fish. Yeah. So um, he, uh, he flops yeah. these like four or five dead fish on a line yeah. down on the desk. And, and uh, <laughs> this is kind of like, he doesn't say anything, but he's kind of like, get that shit away from me. Yeah. And he like slides it across, but they flop down on his lighter. So when yeah. he slides the fish away, the lighter goes with him. Yeah. He uh, wipes the gun. Leaves it on the floor and then kicks it into yeah. a random spot. Yeah. Because I guess it seems more... Well, I guess maybe it seems like somebody dropped the gun yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who um, knows? And that's when we see the Zippo is under the fish. Yeah. Uh, and then, so the payoff for is the picture real or not, which isn't even a thing that you're asking. Yeah. As the audience, you're... I th- the movie is playing it as though you are to believe that that happened. Yeah. Um, because... 
Then we see somebody outside the bar door. This is like later on. Mm-hmm. But somebody's yeah, outside. Yeah, Visser has hightailed it. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, and they like see somebody unlock the door. They walk in. They're in shadow. They, they're they mm-hmm. in shadow for a long fucking time. Ooh. And then when they finally step into the light, it's Ray. I forgot that right after Visser kills Marty, he goes, you look stupid now. <laughs> Yeah. I just I just thought it was, yeah, a funny thing. It is, yeah. It's, it's petty. It is. But yeah, so we're, we're, we see somebody outside the bar. Yeah. And they're in silhouette from outside, and they unlock the door, and they come in, and now they're backlit. And, you yeah. know, still can't see them. Yeah. They're face in shadow, and yeah. they walk all the way, like, 30 yards to the camera into a beam of light. And it's Ray. Ray's yeah. not dead. I guess he's trying to get his two weeks out of the register. Yeah, he pops it open. There's nothing in there. So then he goes into the back room sees marty and it's kind of like trying to like i guess sneak up on him because no. he no not even no he opens he like knocks on the office door oh okay and nothing yeah he sees a light on yeah so he opens it yeah walks in and he sees marty sitting with his back to the door you know in this yeah. chair at the far end of the room yeah and he goes what's the matter you deaf yeah, that's right that's right that's right yeah because yeah. my joke was he's close he's one letter off yes yeah and then marty doesn't react so that's why he starts like walking forward like what is this yeah uh and ray kicks kicks the gun 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 fires yes he freaks and kind of like he grabs uh i don't know if it's the chair back or something like steady himself yeah Yeah. but marty doesn't react and that's when he's like oh something's up yeah so he goes over he sees marty's been shot in the gut he's bleeding out through his shirt and blood's running down his arm off his hand onto the floor puddling under under his chair yeah um he looks for the gun yeah, he gets, gets the out gun out from under, under whatever. Yeah, a cabinet or whatever. And then he starts yeah. cleaning up with his jacket. Yeah. Well, yeah, he sees that it's Abby's gun, so he figures Abby shot him. Right. So, yeah, he's cleaning up with his jacket. He's done a terrible job with this fucking oh, yeah. crime scene. Well, so, meanwhile, Maurice <laughs> arrives. Yes. He yells something like, hey, Ray, whatever, you hear whatever, something, something. Yeah. Or maybe he yells to Marty something, because he yeah. knows somebody's in the office. But yeah. Ray, like, turned the light off and locked the door when he heard the, the front yeah. of the, the front door of the bar open. Yeah. And then, like, we hear the, it's the same old song starts yeah. on the radio. So, you know, like, oh, Maurice is here. He's, like, yeah. probably, like, wiping the bar down, getting everything set for his shift tonight. Yeah. So, Ray's like, oh, shit, I have to clean this up. So, he takes his jacket off, uses that to kind of mop up. And then, but, like, once it's soaked with blood, he carries it down to, like, this, the bathroom. So, he's dripping blood all across the floor. Yeah. He soaks it in the sink for, like, an interminable amount of time. Uh, we cut back. We see that, like, Marty's, like, nose starts bleeding. Yeah. And we're like, okay, he's fucking real. Yeah. And, like, more blood is, like, running down his hand. It's puddling. It's just as bad on the floor. Yeah. And so then he grabs Marty, drags him out the back, puts the gun in Marty's, like, coat pocket, mm-hmm. uh, suit coat pocket, mm-hmm. and then drags him out the back, puts him in the back of his car, drives past the incinerator, throws yeah. his jacket in there. Yeah. His jacket, the wet, the, yeah. blood-soaked towel one. Yeah. Not Marty's. Yeah. And then starts driving. They're driving for a little bit, and then he uh, looks in the back, and, like, Ray is, like, making a noise and, like, moves a little. Marty is making... Marty, I'm sorry. Fuck, I keep saying this. Yeah, Ray is driving. Ray is driving. Marty, yeah, it's... it's, I I mean, I didn't notice him moving. I definitely noticed, like, yeah, there's, like, a couple of sounds that are maybe coming from the back. Yeah, because Ray's... He keeps, like, sort of, like, looking, and then he, like, does a full-on, like, pulls over and looks in the back, and uh, Marty does, like, a like full yeah like he makes a noise yeah and ray freaks out and dives out the passenger side and runs into a field yes and then like 
composes himself, walks back, and Marty's not in the back seat anymore. Right. And so he, like, shuts the doors, pulls the car around, and yeah. sees that Marty is, like, crawling up the interstate. Which, apparently, that is mostly what the um, trailer was that they were using for fundraising. <sighs> was an, an actor not... Um, right, right, right. They yeah. just got people to yeah. fill these roles. Yeah. yeah. Dragging themselves bloodily up a highway. <laughs> uh, it might have been Bruce Campbell. I can't remember, because I definitely encountered some stills from their trailer oh yeah bruce campbell yeah bloody and crawling down the road yeah it's bruce right yeah that's what i thought yes. i thought i had read that yes and yeah you kind of see ray being at a loss for what to do because like he gets in the car reverses and then he's thinking about like hitting marty with the yeah, car running him over and then decides not to but then gets out and grabs a shovel and walks up like he's going to bludgeon him to death with a shovel and sees truck lights yeah. coming down the road. And then so. he, he debates on what to do for entirely too long. Yeah. And he ends up going back to the car, throwing the shovel back in the trunk, I guess. And then... Throwing Marty into the back seat. Running back to Marty, dragging Marty up and throwing yeah. him into the back seat. Yep. Just as the truck goes by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then uh, we see him... Uh, He's now driven out into a field, into the field there. Yeah. And dug a shallow grave. Yes. And he throws Marty in it. Yep. To bury him alive, because that's better than either hitting him with your car or bludgeoning him to death. Like, well, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still pretty fucked up, Ray. I'm just saying. It is, Ray. <laughs> but he doesn't actually do the killing. It's like the Batman logic. Yeah. I didn't kill him. The dirt killed him. Right. I didn't kill him. The fall killed him. Yeah. Which isn't, God. to be clear, it's not Batman's logic. It's the logic of all those Arkham Batman games where, yeah. like, they're, it's called, like, a takedown, you know? But, mm -hmm. like, it's but like... But you're doing a neck break. On right. Them. Like, yeah. Batman does, like, a neck break move. Or, like, he strings somebody up with his, like, bat rope and mm -hmm. then, like, cuts it with a batarang and they fall, like, two stories onto their neck. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that guy's dead. I thought Batman didn't kill. It's like, oh, I didn't kill him. The fall killed him. But it's the same joke. Yeah, yeah but it's that. It's like, well, I didn't kill him. The dirt killed him. I guess that's better. For your conscience, I guess. Like, I didn't actually make the light in his eyes go out. Or it yeah. didn't happen while I was there. It happened while I was walking away from there. Yeah, I I do feel that, like, it's not actually better <laughs> to let somebody suffocate to death slowly under M Earth. <laughs> morally? Than to, no. yeah. Than no, to I agree with you. somebody to death with a shovel. Not if that either of them are particularly good. <laughs> nah, shovel's good. <laughs> Just give that thing a couple of big whacks. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to kill somebody, just do it. Like, you think in the moment, you're like, oh, this will be better. This is easier. Mm -hmm. And it's not. You're going to lose just as many nights yeah. sleep. You're going to, you know, rediscover your belief in, in Jesus or whatever the fuck. Or you're going to turn to the bottle or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Just as quickly as whether you bludgeon them with a shovel. At least if you bludgeon them with a shovel, you're like, satisfaction of a job well done. <laughs> Yeah, the work ethic. Yeah. I have that all-American yeah. work ethic. Yeah. Hand me a shovel so I can dig a grave for her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so while he's trying to bury Marty alive, Marty reaches in his pocket, finds the gun. Yeah. And he pulls it out. I thought he wasn't going to be able to fire with that thing on his finger, but yeah, he can. Yeah, he pulls it with his middle finger. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. His, like, uh, braced, broken finger is, like, up against the side of the, like, barrel. Yeah. Um. So he pulls it with the middle finger at... Clicks, clicks, clicks a couple times. But, like, they both freeze for a second before yeah. 
And it's just like, I was like, ooh. I remember the first time I watched it being like, oh, there is a third bullet. Yeah. And being like, ooh, this could like. Yeah. This is the third bullet. This, yeah. this is big. Yeah. And it's like, ah, but it's empty chamber, empty chamber, empty chamber. And there's they do a, a Michelangelo's oh, Sistine Chapel like thing when. I didn't connect to that, but that's really funny. Ray yeah. Ray takes the gun yeah. from him. Yeah. Um, it's just a shot of their hands. Yeah. Also, this whole thing is, you know, lit really awesome because it's just what is ostensibly the car lights. But so, like, it's very... There's a thing I noticed. I never noticed it before. It might be that this was, like, a full mm-hmm. scan of it. Maybe I saw it yeah. before cropped, you know? Okay. But when... So we start on a, a shot, like, parallel to the car. Mm-hmm. And we start panning across. Um, and it's, you know, the, the headlights lighting up these, like, rows of the field. Yeah. Um, but because of the like mild uh, anamorphic yeah. angle on the lens, as we get away from the car, uh, you can see past the front of the car to the lighting rig that they have. Oh, okay. Because um, when like, it starts, you're like, I'm like, oh, there's light coming from like past the car. It's not just the yeah. headlights, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But this time, I was like, oh, I definitely see the lighting rig just oh. for like two seconds right before yeah. it goes off screen. But uh, well. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Again, like, I, I'm i sure I never noticed that. Right. In previous. Yeah. I I mean, again, this is my second watch through and I didn't notice it. But, like, yeah. I, and I was, like, specifically being like, it looks so cool, you know? And this was our first time watching it, the, the Criterion. It is. Version. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which, again, is cleaned up, but not, like. Remastered. Yeah, fully. not remastered, where it's like, oh, everything is so crisp. I don't think it should be. No. I, I wouldn't even have noticed it or really thought about it much, except for the title card. Yeah. Still looks, like, a little fuzzy, a little yeah. faded. Well, it's also awkward sometimes because, like, you didn't have to hide as many seams. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, And yeah, so, yeah. like, to clean it up too far, you're, no, that's the... like, highlighting some of these things that, like, you know, just the way, you know, VCR film was or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you wouldn't know video cassettes yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. old film quality and yes. stuff well that's the double-edged sword of like you know we as a society and the, the film industry choosing like maybe a hundred films to keep updating yeah because they're, they're the most pop they're like oh well a million people bought lord of the rings <laughs> on dvd so we'll up- upgrade it to blu-ray and then they're like, well, a million people bought it on Blu-ray still, so we'll upgrade it to 4K, and they'll do it to 5K and 6K mm-hmm. and all the Ks, right? Yep. And that's fine and everything, but, like, you know, that shit was made for a very specific K. Yeah. Very specific number of Ks, and yeah. it's like, yep. you know, that's when you start to be able to, and it's, I guess Lord of the Rings is probably a bad example, because right. there is practical effects in that, but there's also some CG, you, but. You know what I would it's, argue? It's when you see the older films that they're yes. upgrading, where you're like, wow, I used to not notice like that this is makeup and now I can't notice that it's yes. anything else like what I would argue is when we first started getting any kind of high def yeah and they started releasing porn in high def and ooh. some people were like ooh maybe we don't <laughs> yeah no that was a mistake yeah cuz bodies are gross and weird and having them in even starker fidelity is not necessarily helpful to the whole fantasy aspect right again how many k's do you need to see that like spit trail yeah I mean, I don't know. Somebody likes it out there, I'm sure. Right, but you spent a lot to high def this. Right, and and arguably you're making the the product as a whole worse for everybody. Right, even even porn stars who are like they're pretty in shape generally. Yeah. That's kind of their kind of their bag. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what your niche is, but yeah, sure. I mean, you're average yeah. porn star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the people are going to cast in pirates, you yeah. know, like yeah. It's like oh, generally that's their bag. It's like. 
being this quote unquote idealized physical yeah sure you know, totally. specimen yep and then the high def just lets you see every yeah you know fault and yep crow's yeah. feet yeah. and wrinkle nip and tuck and, and ingrown hair and right yep. tan line and yeah pimple like it's like ah if we just went at this with like a standard def yeah everybody looks a little bit smooth yeah it's what you want it's the barbara walters vaseline on the lens i hope that's the only thing on the lens oh it's definitely not <laughs> i've seen me some films <laughs> So then Ray buries Marty alive. <laughs> Perfect segue. Yeah. <laughs> if this is your first episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch, get used to the conversational whiplash. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's like a roller coaster. Strap in, enjoy the ride. We also talk about porn kind of a lot. Yeah. Because why wouldn't we? We're fucking adults. Like, <laughs> I I am for the destigmatization of uh, sexuality. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're... When the sun comes up in the morning, we find out that Marty is buried like 60 yards from a diner or something, Mm -hmm. which is like such a great and funny fucking reveal. Mm -hmm. I don't know what what the building is. Honestly, it looks like a fucking IHOP. Yeah. But you don't see any branding or whatever. But I was just like, God, that's fucked. Waffle House. I don't know if they have them in Texas. No, I don't know what they got down there. But I was just like, God, that's fucked. It's so funny and dark. And, you know, yeah, he's doing his nefarious deeds in the dark. And then it's like, oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> so ray is driving ray is in shock um and a car coming down the you know road ahead of him towards him flashes his lights and flashes them again mm-hmm. and flashes them a third time and then ray finally like clues in is like oh and he hits his his lights were on yeah and as he goes by there's like an insert shot of like this guy that's like missing a couple teeth yeah weird <laughs> weird little dude giving like the finger guns like yeah i got you i got your back buddy yeah that scene, I think, is it's just to lay in the paranoia. That, yeah. Like, Ray being like, what is this? What does this mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. this guy know? Yeah. But he does do finger guns. So he's like, maybe he does know. He knows my girlfriend shot that guy. Even though <laughs> yeah. that's not true. Right. But it is what Ray thinks. Right. So we cut to Visser. He's going to burn all his doctored photos. And that's when he realizes he doesn't have his lighter anymore. Mm-hmm. And he, rem- he remembers where it is. We get a scene where Ray tells Abby. He, this is the whole conversation we talked about earlier where Ray is saying, like, don't worry, Abby. I cleaned up everything that happened when you killed Marty. But she didn't kill Marty. So she doesn't know what the fuck Ray is talking about. And right. it sounds to her like Ray is confessing to maybe killing Marty. She's like, where have you been? You know, did you go back and talk to Marty? He's like, don't worry. I cleaned everything up. She's like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. And they're both not directly asking or saying the thing that they should be asking or saying, which is that's where the sitcom logic comes in. Yeah. But it makes more sense here because if you're afraid that the person you're talking to is confessing to having murdered your ex-husband or your husband. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to confront them on everything the same way that, to use the example earlier, you would want to pop back in and be like, I'm sorry, this is probably stupid. Did you say good duck? <laughs> Whereas like, like and, yeah. in that, the only thing is you might look foolish for a moment. Right. Whereas in this, yes, you could get theoretically, that person could then kill you. Right. Like, right. It makes more, much more sense here. Um, and that's part of why this film works so well for me. I yeah. Think it's, it's genius because, like, all that stuff is supported. The not clarifying stuff yeah. right. ever is supported by he doesn't want to talk about Ray doesn't want to talk about it. Ray's traumatized. Right. By what he's had to do. He doesn't right. really even want to think about it. But he wants her to know, like, I got it. I cleaned it up for you, baby. Yeah. But he doesn't really actually want to deal with any of it. Um, and she is afraid that maybe he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because, hey. 
Right. Track record hadn't been great. Oh, so... dude, it's it's so smart. Um, and yeah. my note here is communication is important in a relationship. Yeah. Our relationship is very good. Yes. If I thought you had killed somebody, I would say I, at some point I would definitely say, "This is probably crazy." Did you kill that guy? Right. This is why I would never let you think that. Ah. So um, Abby, when Ray Ray kind of almost like gets to the heart of the issue, and Abby doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, and that's when she says like, "I haven't done anything funny," oh, which yeah. is what Marty yep. seeded, you know, yeah. planted yeah. this doubt into his head yeah. with. So now he's really fucking suspicious. Yeah. Because she said the thing. Like. Right. So. Then the phone rings, and Ray now assumes it's, like, the other man that doesn't exist. Yeah. And he's like, answer it. So she answers it, and nobody's on the other end, because it's Visser. Yeah. Because he wants to figure out where everybody is, because he wants to go back to the bar. Yeah. And get his fucking lighter. Yes. So nobody's there, hangs up, and she goes, well, that's him. And Ray says, who? And she says, Marty, because... She figures it's Marty because last yeah, time, last it, time it was last time it was, even though she doesn't know that, right? But like it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, she doesn't. They, she doesn't know. They don't know that. Actually, through the whole movie, they don't know Visser exists. No, yeah, they don't know even know that yeah. that's a guy. Yeah, Ray never knows. Yeah, and she finds out in the yeah. last second of the movie, basically. Right. <sighs> yeah, because she even thinks it's Marty still. Yeah, her last oh line God. of the movie is thinking it's yeah. Marty. This Holy movie's great. Shit. <laughs> Yeah. This movie's fucking incredible. Okay. I didn't think about that. And that's, yeah, really wild. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. know this is a whole dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah, she never knows that yeah, Marty's no. really dead, really. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, she thinks Marty just called. Yes. So, now she's like, oh, well, I don't know why Ray's being crazy. Maybe they just got into a fight. Right. Like, but Ray thinks she's misleading him and that it was her dude, her side dude. Or other uh-huh. side dude or whatever that doesn't right. exist. Right. So I will just tell him about the one that he only knows about. Right. So she. Because she doesn't. Because he thinks that she doesn't realize. Because she's been weird and confused that like. That he definitely knows that she killed her ex-husband. Whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Again. So simple but also so complicated because it's again all about what people know or don't know. It's and like what jazz. you can infer. I know. It's, it's about the things they're not saying. Yeah. It's the notes they're not playing. Right. Sure. Totally. Um, um but he he puts her gun down oh yes and he says left your weapon behind and he leaves yeah so now i think she thinks is he framing me for something like did he use my gun for something i think then she's like what the fuck does that mean why did he have my gun yeah you know what's going on like i think now she's really thrown for a a loop marty had left a message on maurice's phone about i I, uh, sorry oh am i I don't know if I mentioned that was Abby's place. Oh, that they were at. They yes. were at. She got an apartment downtown. Yes. Um, and there, it, there was a guy who had had been evicted. I guess is the implication. Yeah. Um. So when the landlady shows her the apartment, that guy is still sleeping on a cot against the wall, and she comes in and yells at him in Spanish, and um, she's like, "Don't worry about Mister Whatever. He moved out yesterday." Yeah. She's like, "You don't have to worry about him. He won't be a problem." Uh huh. Um, and it's just this like haggard looking dude. Yeah. So that's important later on for a visual callback thing yeah. in the dream actually. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so th- that was her new apartment. Yes. So now, now we cut to Ray's in the morning. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was saying it at Maurice's Marty had left a message on Maurice's phone about money being missing. Yes. To, I guess, frame Ray for taking the money no, that Maurice, I think he wanted to frame Maurice. 
Oh, I thought he was trying to frame because the message is all like, I don't know if you took it or if your friend took it, but like, you know, I need this money back. And so then Maurice goes to Ray and is like, hey, man, I don't know what you did, but like you need to give the money no, back. I know. Yeah. Maybe it's to frame Ray. I thought maybe it was like to lay, again, plausible deniability for Marty. Well, somebody took it and yeah. you're fired. Because it's the ten thousand yeah. dollars that he paid Visser. Yeah, he took out of the safe, and so now he's saying, "I don't know where that money is." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe he's trying to lay, you know, blame on Ray. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I think like the the plan for uh, Visser killing Ray and Abby was that he was going to dispose of the bodies as well. That was part of the deal. That's why we talked about the incinerator. Yes, that's so, what Visser's. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Marty's trying to lay track that like Ray skipped town with the money Marty's, with the money and Marty's wife. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, was my read on that, but so for okay. him to be calling uh Maurice and being like, maybe it was you, maybe it was Ray, yeah, is a way of him, you know, not being involved and therefore not knowing exactly who took it, but it. being upset about it. Yeah, that makes sense. So then Maurice uh, shows up at Ray's and confronts him. As we said, this is like. This is that actor's, like, standout scene. Yeah. Because um, he really gets to do something. Yeah. He kind of flirts earlier. He's very cool. He, like, yeah. walks over the top of the bar, yeah. goes over, puts on same old song, walks back over the top of the bar, and then goes and is talking to a girl, you know. Yeah. It's very cool, but it's not, like, a big thing. Right. Um, this is, like, a full, like, little monologue where he confronts Ray. Ray, like, sees him pull up, grabs a blanket. Yeah, because it says he's trying to clean out all the blood from the back yeah. of his car. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, he grabs a blanket, throws it over the back seat. Yeah. And he's like in there putting that down and, and Maurice is like, you know, Hey, were you at the, uh, you know, at the bar last night? And he like freezes and he's like, uh, no, why? He's like, man, he's like, Marty knows you took the money. Just give it back. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't like him. I know he's an asshole, but like. He calls him a hard on. <laughs> he does. He calls him a hard on. He's like, I, you know, he's like, but like, you got to give him the money back or something. Cause he's pissed. Yeah. And Ray's like, whatever. He's like, I didn't take it. I don't know what you're talking about. He actually doesn't really say anything. No, yeah. He's really quiet throughout this whole scene. I think because he doesn't want to say anything that's going to incriminate himself. He's over his head, too. Yeah, totally. Because he's not a criminal. Well, yeah, and he's been up all night. Yeah. He's been doing, yeah, an absolutely terrible job of covering up this, you know, murder. Yeah, he's he's still definitely in shock. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when um, when he's at her apartment, he says, like, are you cold? Yeah. At one point, and yeah. he, and he kind of remembers like, oh right, I used my. He says like, oh my windbreaker, yeah, because he used it to clean up all that blood, yeah. and then he threw it in the incinerator. Well, and and he was like, have you seen my jacket? Because like he yeah doesn't remember where the fuck he left it. Right. That could be a very bad thing. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely still in shock. Maybe he's starting to like, but he's definitely in over his head now. Yes. Um, yeah, maybe he's starting to come out of that and you know come back to real reality but he's definitely over his head so he's mm-hmm. just kind of keeping quiet and letting marie say his piece and then he leaves lauren does go to the oh, bar we do get an insert shot of the blood starting to seep through the blanket oh, again yes, that's which true. is very like the yeah. telltale heart yeah yeah that's cool because it's like it's seeping through that was definitely like an yeah. effect they yeah. pumped more blood in there right. to make it like it's very bloody but it wouldn't seep through like that right. no totally um it's great it's very yeah yep so Visser yes. shows up at the bar. Yeah. Ransacks the in, whole office. Yeah, fucks tries the office to get up, into the safe. I guess theoretically looking for the picture and the lighter. Yes. Um, I assumed he was just doing it to make it look like a robbery. So I he mean, could cover up there being like a reason that he broke the, you know. I mean, I think that's if he part broke, of why he doesn't care. But if he broke the like, window and then just took his lighter and left. 
Yeah. Then that would be more suspicious. Sure. Where it's like, who broke the window? Why? Sure. But if it looks like somebody just broke in to like yeah. rob the place, then yeah. whatever. But yeah. it, but you mentioned that, yeah, he's yeah. also looking for his the Yeah, he's looking photo. for a lot of stuff. Um. So, yes, because when he's yeah, going no, to... Nobody's doing a good job around here. <laughs> to uh, Just to clear this up. When he's going to burn his photos, that's when he pulls the employees must wash hands yes, sign yes, out of the envelope. Yes. So he realizes he doesn't have the photo and he realizes he doesn't have his lighter and he's like, fuck, that, that son of a bitch yep. has that stuff. Yeah, because he realizes he's missing the photo. So then he pulls out a cigarette to kind of, I guess, soothe himself and then goes, oh, where the fuck is my lighter? <laughs> right. So now, yeah, he ransacks the place. Um, mm-hmm. But Abby shows up. So he hides in like a closet yeah. or something. And mm-hmm. Abby sees everything all fucked up. Yep. Sees the fish and the milk out, which, like, all this looks extremely suspicious. Yeah. And sees that the safe has been, like, busted up. Uh, yep. he, he wrapped a hammer in, like, a cloth. Yeah. And he's using it to try to, like, bludgeon the, the safe. Yeah. So the, the this dial is all chipped and fucked up, but it's not actually, like, open yet. Yeah. Okay. The next thing I have is uh, her dream. Yeah, she's trying to sleep, and she wakes up in the middle of the night. Well, and... they do this transition. Yes. Where it's a close-up of her in the back room of the bar. The camera stays at a fixed position away from her face. And she, like, lays down into her bed. Yeah. At her apartment. So I think that is conveying that she doesn't really know what's going on now. She's mm-hmm. very confused as to, like, everything. Yeah. She's like, now who's trying to break into the safe? And, mm-hmm. like, is this what Ray did? Mm-hmm. So now, uh, you know, I don't trust Ray again, but it's different now. And then she gets up, goes into her bathroom, which is, like, her apartment is one big room. And then a little bathroom, you yeah. know, off the, uh, with like a door. Yeah. Bit of a studio situation. Yes. Some nice big windows. Huge. Two big arched windows. Yeah. Uh, with like all these multiple panes. And mm-hmm. it's great. Beautiful. She hears one of the windows break. And hears footsteps. Hears footsteps. And she calls for Ray. Right. Doesn't hear anything. Goes out. It's Marty. Yeah. And he's sitting on the cot. Yeah. Uh, against the wall. Yep. Where the previous tenant, Mr. Yeah. Whatever, was sitting. And he says, you left your weapon behind. And he right. holds up that... Uh, the, clamshell. the clamshell. compact. Yeah, that she had from, dropped. From when, yeah, they had their he, scuffle at yeah, Ray's. When he tried to kidnap her. And he says, he'll kill you too. Yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah. Um, And then falls down into the glass... And then she wakes up. Well, he coughs blood. Oh, he does. And then he yes. falls down to his knees. And then, like, it's like a like paint bucket worth yeah. of blood hits the ground yeah. at his feet. And then she yeah. wakes up, like, yeah, out yeah. of a nightmare. It's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, the perfect level of surreality. All the stuff in it is called back, like... Yeah, it's either something that happened before or it's something that's going to happen later, kind of. In, yeah, In a yeah. stylized fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like her apartment does get broken in, like, there is broken yeah. glass, but it's not, you know, somebody breaking in through the window, because that right. actually turns out would be impossible. Right. Because um, um, of where her apartment's like a third floor right. apartment. Yeah, yeah. But, but and she is in the bathroom and hearing footsteps outside. Yeah. And figuring it's somebody that it's not. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so, it's, it's yeah. really well done. The visual language, like I said, he's sitting in this cot, which isn't there. But you don't clock it immediately. Yeah. Um, But he's sitting in the same position as the man. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's just really well done. Yeah. And um, dreams seem fun to write. Yeah. I've written a couple scripts with like dreams in them and yeah. if you can do that where you can pull in things from earlier on and make them like part yeah. of it. I it, mean it, this is particularly good in that like it is, you know, a, a prophetic dream, but it also yeah, has so much like mixed in from like things we've already seen that like it does read very dreamlike and yeah. you know And it's yeah. Uh, also telling us a lot about her yeah. and her mental state yeah. and where she's at. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. 
It's almost like they knew what they were doing. It's almost like they're fucking great at this. <laughs> um, so we cut to Ray's. Uh, Ray is packing to move. He thinks that's what Abby wants. Yeah. She's or, like, where's all your I stuff? Mean, he's like, it's in the trunk of the car. And she's like, are you leaving? That's... He's like, isn't that what you want? Yeah. Well, he's like, do you want to come with me and stuff? And she's like, I mean. I don't... Well, she's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. She thinks that he broke into the bar to get yeah. his money and then fought with Marty. And Ray thinks that she's framing him. Yeah. Well, because also she's saying it. She's like, you broke into the bar, right? And he's kind of like looking at her and she's like, so wasn't you? And just a burglar broke in. And he's like. Right. He thinks you know. this is like her concocting a cover yeah. story. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, a burglar broke in with your gun. <laughs> right. And so then she's like, wait, is he framing me? Like they're yep. both going back and forth. And yeah. then he drops the fucking... Oh, yeah. He was alive when I buried him. <laughs> the line is, truth is, he was alive when I buried him. And, like... And then the newspaper hits the screen. Yeah, and the newspaper hits the door. It's, like, so fucking great. Yeah. It's literally the sound of her shitting a brick yeah. when he says that. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. It's fucking great. Abby does finally go to Maurice's, saying that she thinks that Marty is dead. I just have that Ray investigates the bar. Yeah, that's when Ray finds the doctored photo in oh, the safe. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. When he leaves, he sees the VW bug. Okay, so now he's aware that something is up, but right. does not actually know... What it is. Who or what, yeah. And so then... Because there's always a possibility, too, that Marty oh, yeah. he came is back alive. From, he came back from the dead once, so, right. like, yeah, who can say? Like, and Ray is living in this like unreality yeah well and yeah when she like, was like that was him she doesn't say like nobody said anything but i know it was marty she right. goes that was him he goes who he goes, marty yeah like yeah. it could be anything yeah. now yeah yeah and it's weird that he's got this photo of the two of them dead right so like it's super un- unreal and this, yeah this was back before you could just shop stuff or get ai to do it so it's not like you can have like just like i don't know dream porn of your ex and their new boyfriend being murdered yeah, I went on a chat GPT. And yeah, told right. Whip me up a photograph of your husband, your wife, and your boyfriend dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That part gets easier, but then getting people to believe that that's real gets harder. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a window yeah. there of yeah. like probably 20 years where yeah. you can Photoshop things, yeah. but nobody will suspect yeah. it's a Photoshop immediately. Yeah. yeah. The moral of the story, kids, is ask for a finger. Of course, I'm sitting here being like, why I say finger? You could be like, I could get you a toe by three o'clock. Ah. Oh. Cohen's. Yeah. God. I Yeah, I know. So, Again, uh, they don't really miss, except for maybe the lady killers, which I haven't seen. So it's, I'm it's, just, have to it's just a slight disappointment. Sure. Okay. And that might be that I expect a lot from them. Sure. But very yeah. few movies they've made miss that mark. I'm going to say maybe a controversial statement. Mm-hmm. Hail Caesar doesn't quite get there for me. I liked that a I, lot. There's so much about it I like, but it doesn't... Okay, it is a little hollow compared to how they are usually able to get, but I also feel like that that might be to say something about Hollywood superficiality, or at least you can make that argument, so I don't know. Potentially, but I just... I, well, don't... I just thought it was fun, and it had a lot of people in it that I liked doing some fun stuff, it, and that was good. Those things are both true, yeah. and it looks great, and it's got great dialogue, it's got yeah. great moments, mm-hmm. but it doesn't tie together as, like, one yeah. cohesive thing. Now, I've only seen it once. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. I just find a lot of their stuff ends up having some more emotionally resonant moments that sure. don't really happen in Hail Caesar. And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I couldn't get on, um... Burn after readings level the first time I saw oh, it. Oh, I loved that one. Oh. I, I, let me finish <laughs> okay, the sorry. sentence. Sorry. I saw that in theaters and I was like, oh, it was good, but it didn't ever get to quite where I was like 
expecting it to or wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I watched it like second or third time where I was really like, okay, I'm, I'm, I get what this is yeah. and I really enjoy it. Yeah. So that might happen with Hail Caesar. It might happen with Lady Killers, but yeah. I've tried um, Lady Killers twice. Burn After Reading is kind of like them doing a Catch-22 where yes. it is this absurdity. Yes. And like it, it's got again, something for everybody. Again, it took me two or three watches to yeah. really be like, this movie's great. I liked it and mm-hmm. it had great moments. Yeah. But it didn't feel of a thing until that all clicked into place for me. Um, sure. And again, that might happen with Hail Caesar. But as it stands right now, that's one where I'm like, oh, I, I would watch this again and I'll enjoy parts of it, but I won't. It won't all feel like a cohesive thing. Whereas with Lady Killers, it's like, eh, there might be a couple things in here that I don't dislike, but a lot of it is like stress. It's stretching time. Um, yes, Back to the movie. Let's barrel towards the spectacular oh. conclusion. All right. All right. This is the final scene, though. Yes, it is the final scene. It is when everything gets so fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Abby comes home. Abby comes home. Her Ray's already there. Her apartment is dark. Yeah. She turns the light on. Ray is pressed up against one of the windows. Yeah. Like that episode of uh, 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. where jenna has taken a what has what she taken where she's... oh it's a experimental pill to make you not need to sleep yeah so she can get in touch with um it's not janice it's, joplin it's yeah it's jamie jormplin or yeah. jamie jimplin or something yeah or whatever. jenny jormp jump yeah is the other jackie jormp jump jackie jormp jump and so she's just pressed up against uh like the window and the director and it's kind of like, licking it yeah and the director's yeah. like jenna I don't You're think, supposed to be over by yeah, the bed. Yeah, I don't bed. think you would do this. Yeah. Like, I think this is what my character would do. And it that's feels kind really of, natural. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what Ray is doing here. Yeah. He's pressed weirdly up against the glass because um, I guess he's trying to see down onto the street to see if he sees the car. Maybe. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, or something. But yeah, he's like, turn off the light. And she's like, why? And he's you like, because if the light's on, they can see in. And she's right. like, who's they? Like, what could they yeah. see? Like, what are you talking about? And then about? she's also like, you know, I have neighbors and they can hear if you do something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he turns to be like, you have to turn the light off. Like, yeah. And she's like, I have neighbors. The neighbors will hear if you do anything. And he's like, wait, what? We saw like a shot of yeah, like actually, the gun barrel across the street. Yes. like And the, the crosshairs like aiming in. Yeah. But so he's coming towards her like, what do you mean? Like yeah. if I do something. Because I think she does turn it off. And so like he loses the shot. But then she turns it back on to be like, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. And then like when he turns around, she's like, what are you doing? And the window panel window pane explodes and ray's fucking abdomen blows up yep shot from behind and he just collapses uh and she throws herself towards the front of the a lot like uh marty in her dream yeah the glass is in the same place yeah so she throws herself to the front of the apartment yeah um, she has a a second where she's like just frozen kind of like what the fuck is happening and he takes a shot for her and then in the last second she dies out of the way she starts to move he takes a shot yeah. And she throws herself to the front of the apartment up against like the windowsill. Yeah. So she can't be seen. She takes her shoes off and throws them to break the light bulb. Yeah. Which is fucking great. Yeah. You know, watching it, you're just like, why didn't you turn the light off? Like, you know, that's what you needed to do. You were right there. Yeah. And then when she breaks the light bulb, you're like, good call. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, Abby. Yeah. Yeah. Big... Again, she's also yeah. like Ray, not a killer, not yeah. a like a stone cold badass, but yeah. in a pinch, she's resourceful. Yes. I mean, we've seen that earlier in the movie, and then, yeah, you're saying this is like a horror movie, and this so she's got real is. final girl energy. Yes, this is very final girl. Like, yeah. she's sitting there in the dark. Yes. Now, she hears the... Glass break, break elsewhere in the building, yes. Yeah, and starts hearing footsteps yes. coming up the stairs. Yeah. So she goes into her bathroom. Yep. 
and like lock like shuts and locks the door yeah and then opens the window and looks down and it's just like a three-story drop yeah like pretty much a sheer drop down to like an empty lot yeah we see Fisser come in forces his way into the bathroom the the tub is in there with the curtain drawn yeah checks the and it's tub. the only thing in the room that she could possibly be in yeah and then he opens it and she's not in there yeah so he looks out the window and looks down it's a sheer drop yeah so then he's like Wait a second. And he, like, reaches out the window to see, like, how far over the next uh, window is. Yes. And he feels, like, the bottom of the sill. And he, like, lifts the window up. And then he starts, like, feeling feeling into the window weirdly. Yeah. And she slams the window down on his hand. Yep. And then stabs his hand through with a kitchen knife, pins it there. Yeah. And it's a great, like, it cuts back. And... And then Walsh is like, ah! yeah. like howling, yes. but he like presses his face so hard into the glass of the window that it shatters and like cuts his cheek. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking great. That's yep. a, that's a detail that like the Coens always include stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's just like, boy, wouldn't it just be like 8% more horrible if this happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 8% more unbearable. So she does, she's kind of just standing there like, okay, I don't know really what to do now. Yeah. I didn't think past this part right (laughs) this worked now what yeah so the bathroom light is on and her apartment obviously is in the dark because she broke the window Mm -hmm. or broke the 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 bulb the light bulb and then he shoots through the wall yeah well i thought that she's not in her apartment anymore she's in the next room no she's in the next no i think she's in her apartment oh okay yeah yeah i thought she was in like another room but then was going to go down the hallway outside to get back into her apartment but either way, it doesn't really matter for the layout. No, I thought she was in her apartment. Okay. I thought. All right. Um, but yeah, he shoots through the wall six times until yeah, his gun is spent. But you know, every time he fires, it opens up a little hole and light yeah. shines through. Yeah, and like, so it's, it's just a bunch of pinholes. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's so like dramatically, yeah. visually satisfying. Yeah. Because um, it's like inherently frightening. Yeah. Like, you don't want the light to touch you. Right. Like, And it uh, reminds me of um, Near Dark does this. Okay, yeah. Which is a vampire movie, so light is actually like yes. actually harmful. Yeah. And also, then from Dust Till Dawn, I'm thinking, yeah, did it as a reference to Near Dark. Sure, I'm sure there's other things too, but yeah, yeah, I just think it's super fucking cool. Yeah, it's a great visual. Yeah. Um, so he empties the gun and then just starts punching the wall. Yeah, and this is when she's like, "Okay, I should probably get the fuck out of here." No, this is definitely her apartment because she turns and gets her gun, which is still on the table by the door where he oh, left so it. I thought she like re-enters her apartment. Maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah. Well, one either of way, is... yes, she gets her gun that uh, Ray had left by her door. Yeah, saying you yep. you left forgot your yep. weapon. Yep. She grabs it and she kind of sits down again with her back against the wall, facing the bathroom door, just kind of waiting. He fucking punches through the wall, pulls yep. the knife out. Yep. Keeps the knife. Yeah. Oh, that's also another bit of her dream that I forgot about. That like we we call back where. In the dream, Marty's like, I love you. And she says, I love you. And he says, you're only saying that because you're afraid of me. And then Ray also says that to her. You're only saying that because you're afraid of me. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I missed that. Because when Abby gets her gun and sits down and waits for her moment. And yeah, he gets the knife out of his hand and starts coming towards the bathroom door. She shoots him through the door. Very slowly. Yeah. yeah. Once she sees that he is on the other side of the, it's like a yeah. jar. Yeah. It's, and it's just, you hear footsteps and you see his shadow start to like move on the other side of the door. And then she shoots him through the door and she goes, I'm not afraid of you, Marty. Yeah. And then we cut to in the bathroom and Visser's laying there, his head's under the sink. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's like a standing sink. It doesn't yep. have anything underneath it. And he's laying there, 
and it takes a second and he starts laughing. Yeah. Like that crazy cackly laugh and yeah. he says, "If I see him, I'll sure give him the message." Yeah. And then they'll I forget always forget this is the last shot of the movie is. Yeah. He's looking up at the under the pipes under the sink and there's like water like condensing there and like a drip forms and it like wiggles and wiggles and wiggles and is it going to fall? And then it falls and that's when we cut to black. Yeah. That's the most Cohen shit It ever. is. They really like to focus. I mean, they also do a lot of stuff with ceiling fans in this. Yeah. Where we're repeatedly like looking, looking, at, like, up, at the looking ceiling, up at the ceiling fans um, and stuff. All that sort yeah. of If you think they do it a lot in this or, I that, know. or that it means anything, then you gotta watch Barton Fink because... Oh, sure. Okay. Barton Fink is all about walls, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about looking at walls. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, just finding weird little details and stuff. And the thing is, like, that's also... That is very human. Nobody's making eye contact with other people all the time. So sometimes you're just looking off yeah. to something else. I do it all the time. Yeah. I like to think while people talk. Right. I like to absorb what they're saying. Yeah. I can't do that if I'm looking at their beautiful, attractive faces. <laughs> or whatever the situation might call for. Or their hideous, <laughs> deformed faces. There's only uh-huh. two kinds of faces. <laughs> I mean, I always interpreted the, the drip as like death. Like anticipating oh, death. Maybe. Like when's it gonna fall? Like that's the whole thing of, of yeah. the uh like waterboarding Yeah torture well. and stuff. Like sometimes waterboarding is just like, Oh, we're gonna make it so you can't breathe and they put Yeah the whole thing over like somebody's head. Yeah. But sometimes it's done where your face is covered your mouth and nose yeah. are covered, but you can see the Yeah thing and that's part of it. It's the anticipation of the drip falling is oh, like Lord. part of the torture. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrible, right? Cool. It's almost like torture is uh, like really bad. Yeah. Um, well. And we don't, we shouldn't condone it, because uh, it's inhumane. But you know, whatever. Means to an end, I guess. Uh, he shrugged, <laughs> Americanly. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I was interpreted as that as death, as being like okay. him anticipating his death. Uh huh. And then he dies. <laughs> the drip uh-huh. falls. He dies. Yeah, I guess I was figuring it more as just like insult to injury, kind of. Right, like, oh, I gotta yeah. die underneath this thing. Yeah. Getting dripped on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Talk yeah. about your bad days. Yeah, but like, it's just, <laughs> it's just something so like mundane, but just a, yeah. a hair over into annoying. <laughs> yes, it is. I that that's a perfectly cromulent read of of that. Yeah. I think too. Yeah, I don't know. Be like, oh, Lauren, you're really, really having a doozy of a Tuesday. <laughs> You'd fucking say that, too. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the film. So, again. And uh, then the same old song hits. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you got the old uh, transfer. The Neil Diamond. Uh... <laughs> and then you're a believer. It's a yeah. I'm a believer. Now is the part of the show where we uh, give our final thoughts and then we vote on whether it was a hate watch or a great watch. Sure. I don't know how attentively the audience may have been paying attention to this, but they could probably guess what we're going to say. Yeah. Where we're going to come down on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, final thoughts? Anything? No, again, I said before that, like, you know, there are definitely other directors out there that if this was in their catalog, that would be, like, one of their better movies. Yeah. And... It's just, it's funny that this is like their first and by their estimations, their worst. And I don't think it's, I'm you know. really curious what they don't like about it. Now, it might all be like, it might, it might be their least favorite because of like studio bullshit where they're like, oh, well, yeah. our, our cut had more stuff or. So actually the director's cut is three minutes shorter. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, or um, if it's like, so if anything, they're like, yeah, they said to keep this in, but like, that's just hitting you over the head. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Like, or like they... this shot was too long. It's punchier if it's a little shorter. Right. You know, like I said, it's, it's not quite as sleek as some of their later films. No. And you know, I know. It doesn't know... have the, all the humor. Like what I think I said at the top. Yes. It's also, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, but not like, you know, no, it's, it's fun. black humor. It's, right. It's yes. very, it's a very dark, yes. like comic thing like again yeah. the the sun coming up the morning after he buries yeah. marty and then realizing you're like yeah, yeah uh less than a minute walk from like an ihop is yeah. pretty funny but yeah not like it's not funny like the way walter is in the big lebowski right it's not it's not as funny as john goodman saying shomer fucking shabbos like <laughs> well but i concur i think it's a great watch it's so fucking good um so i saw the big lebowski that was my first cohen's film that i ever saw mm-hmm. i saw that in theaters yeah uh, with my mom mm-hmm. and we saw if i remember correctly i think we saw this and goodwill hunting on, uh, not this we saw big lebowski and goodwill hunting oh, on the okay. same day so i was like oh cool and you know after that i saw fargo i saw you know whatever else came out from the coens and this was a thing where i knew it existed i'd seen references to it and people mention it but it was like yeah hard yeah. to track down could never rent it anywhere like could you know could never find the the tape to rent and eventually, I think it just popped up on TV, and I saw it finally. And um, it was, you know, different than their stuff, but it was also more in line with what I liked at the time, which was, like, film noir, crime stuff. It just didn't have their, you know, pixie dust sprinkled on it the way some of their other crime stuff does. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll see, we'll watch Miller's Crossing, and you'll be like, oh, I get it, and, you know. Sure. Even though that's not, like, as funny, it's still funny. It's not um, as comedic, but it still has more comedy than this. I can't remember my first Coen Brothers movie. It may have been Big Lebowski, but it may have been Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Because we that's definitely that... watched that in school when we did The Odyssey. Yeah. And that's another one I was that like, took oh, this a, is fabulous. Yeah. took a second viewing to grow on me. Oh, I loved it immediately. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Again, this is, yeah, my response to a lot of their stuff. Is I'm just like, am yeah, a man great. of yes. more discerning tastes. Okay. I think also, like, I am a little bit of a simp of doing, you know, modern uh, adaptations of older things. And so, yeah, having that as, like, a, a modern adaptation of The Odyssey, I thought was super cool. Because, like, can't, you can see... I can't you know, articulate what it is about this stuff that doesn't... Yeah. I mean, unless, I, unless I can, unless there is yeah, a specific sure, thing. Sure, But sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a per Again, yeah. perfectly cromulent thing. Yeah, just not I like it for me. Yeah. But it doesn't light my brain up the same way that other films by them do or sure whatever. totally it doesn't give me the same feeling yeah even though i feel like it should i feel like it's going for that same feeling and it doesn't quite get there and then sometimes i watch it again later yeah and then it does yeah then i'm more familiar with it and therefore like i'm not paying attention to the same stuff i was the first time i watched it and now i can just sort of like take it in yeah a little bit better and 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 then it then like the wave washes over me. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, it all sinks into place. Totally. Well, um, I mean, also, I don't know if you and I have talked about this as much on the show, but I know that we've talked about it just in general. That, like, yeah, sometimes you need to be on the same, yeah, wavelength of the film or, like, understand what they're going for to really, like, appreciate what's being done there. Because that was definitely my experience. Uh, this is the one I keep going back to, but a uh, Girl on the Third Floor, I... Oh, yeah. was kind of like very like oh whatever when we first saw it and then you're like oh it's like an evil dead reference and i was like oh 
I actually like it a lot more now because a lot of this stuff is actually pretty clever where it's not just an Evil Dead ripoff, it's an Evil Dead homage. Yeah. And that made me enjoy it a whole lot more because I kind of understood what we were doing here in a way that like, it was just like, this is not really doing anything special. I don't, I don't get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is very possible where sometimes you need to sort of like get in on what's happening. And, I'm yeah. of two minds about that stuff. I, I think it, like, I mean, yeah, something good should be self. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, we keep, we keep referencing for? the big Lebowski, but like, yeah. I think that works whether you're a fan of film noir yeah. or not. I don't think you should have to be like, oh, well, I, I've read, you know, Raymond Chandler. Therefore, I enjoy this. That can help increase your appreciation yeah. of a thing. I did have that watching Seven because I had recently read Dante's Inferno. Sure. And so a lot of the references they were doing to, like, the Seven Deadly Sins. And I think they do actually flat out talk about um, Inferno and yeah. the Canterbury Tales and maybe something else in it. But, like, that still would have been a ridiculous fucking movie, yeah. even if I hadn't recently you yeah. know, read I, things that were, like, partially inspirational to it. But I also understand that, like, everybody, creatives, you know, yeah. filmmakers and stuff, are also a product of what they take in. Yeah, you know? sure, totally. So they're making a thing... Nothing's being made in a vacuum. Right. They're making a thing for themselves based on the things that, you know, are just kicking around their head. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm of two minds of, of it. Sure. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like it is fairest to the work to well, be meeting it on a similar level. And there is also always the caveat that, like, sometimes you see a movie and you're just not in the headspace for that movie. That's also very true. That's why I still haven't seen Eraserhead is because, like, I've heard so many things oh, that I'm just kind of like, no, I no, never... not even avoiding it. Well... I mean, you watch it and you're like, I don't know, I didn't get it. I wasn't, I didn't, well, I didn't get on the wavelength of it. Not and that then I'm... you watch it again later... And you're like, oh, I totally get yeah. on this wavelength. Why didn't I before? It was the issue was probably me. Yeah, I mean not that's that all I'm saying. I'm not avoiding a racer okay, head. So how many times any, have you watched? How many I've, times have you started to watch a racer head and then? Anytime I've thought about watching it, I've just always been like, I don't know if this is the time. And then I watch something else. Right. So you avoid well, watching it. Uh, like, Not saying you're running screaming I, from it. No, but I second guess myself every single time I'm going to put it on. <laughs> Just fucking I know. watch it. I know. Just pick a day. I know. Pick a day now. Pick a date. Okay. Now. <laughs> what, on air? Yes. Well, we can't because we're recording this. So, like, I could have already seen it by the time this episode drops. Who knows? Write to Ben. He'll let, pick you, know. A date He'll let you know if I've seen a racer head. <laughs> yeah, pick a date. Pick a date and then email Ben. <laughs> MovieJohnBestBoyGmail.com. <laughs> Subject line, I'd pack his lunch yeah. and ask if Allison has watched Eraserhead yet. I mean, that's going to be a really funny series. I like that we have roped Ben. Ben is now the silent third partner of the show. Yeah, well. I hope this is a long-running joke that doesn't have Ben hate us. Those are my two hopes That would be joke. the ideal, yeah. Yeah. That's a nice, fun joke that Ben, yeah. every couple of Mondays, will log in and see a handful of emails that all say, I'd pack his lunch. And just be like, I don't even know what this is about. I do, but I don't. I know it's those assholes, but I don't know what I'm going to find when I open this. Is, is it going to be shit I have to like text them and ask a question? Is it going to be responses to a question I did not know I was the purveyor of the answer of? Uh. Oh, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs>
Dan, email Ben and let him know that we've done this. Dan, email Ben a lot. <laughs> I feel like of anybody, he he could get the maddest at you with the least repercussions. Yeah, because you still have to. You yeah, because in, see the- each in other. theory, by releasing this episode, we are uninviting ourselves from all future like pay per views. Yeah. We'll never see a GCW match again. <sighs> I really hope this is as funny enough to be worth it. <laughs> I hope Ben finds this funny. All right. So, yes, you also <sighs> found this to be a great watch? Oh, yes, I said. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't recall. Yeah, this is a hardcore great watch. Okay. Um, this is just like a fantastic crime film. Again, it appreciates on multiple watches yes. in a very quiet way. But also, yeah, first time watch was like so tense for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, I loved it the first time yeah. I saw it. Edge of my seat. It's just a great crime film. Like, you feel as over your head. As every single person Yeah, most of the characters do. And then it resolves, like, so incredibly. Like, just that final, that final scene, man. That could just almost, on its own, be a short film. Oh, yeah. You almost get everything you need in that final scene for it to stand on its own as a whole film. Yeah. Almost. Not Mm -hmm. quite. Yeah. I mean, it is more satisfying having that beat like the you know the capstone, but yeah, yeah. But that is uh, that's mean, why I, that's why I said it like it has Jallo elements to it. Totally, a lot the, of blood, smashing windows. I the blood. <laughs> yeah, the the colored choices. No, the like seeing the gun mm-hmm. from across the street. Mm-hmm. You know, like a point, yeah, of, yeah, almost yeah. a point of view yeah. shot, but not seeing the not seeing who's holding it. Sure, and sure, sure. It just being this unnamed uh, assailant. Yeah. And then the crazy high stakes, but low concept, fleeing for your life, climbing out a bathroom window into an adjacent window. Like, yeah. And it's not flashy. Yeah. We they don't even have, have any, like, you know, tottering out of the window right. sequence yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, they didn't have a budget like for, yeah. like, oh, we'll put somebody up on yeah. a ledge. Like, yeah. No. Um, no. She got over there. You don't need to see that. No, you don't see how it happened. Yeah. It works better yeah. because then you're surprised when she's not in the shower. Right. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is a great watch. Uh, love the Coens. Welcome to the show, the Coens. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why we decided to do this for the first new episode of the year. Uh, we wanted to kick yeah, you're, off. you're circling back on people that we love but haven't actually talked about. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. why haven't we done the Coens yet? We've been on the air for yeah. several years, and it's like, yeah, why haven't we? Yeah. It's not that, like, oh, it just seems too easy. It's like, we, we'll talk. Like, if it's a movie worth talking about, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And this is definitely worth talking about. I mean, this is also right in the wheelhouse of, like, we like stuff that is, like, more obscure and maybe a little harder to find or maybe it's foreign or, you know, what whatever, yeah. you know, so. Again, if this is your first exposure to Hey Watch, Ray Watch, we've also done episodes on, like, Independence Day. Oh, we have. Totally. <laughs> but, like, I, I do really enjoy that we can, all, we will also talk about things that aren't, like, major blockbusters because I, I watch all kinds of movies and I really enjoy a lot of, like, the weirder stuff yeah. that's well, we talked you know, about the, yeah. you know the film industry perpetuating the same hundred titles yeah yeah and keeping them going every fr- like keeping the franchise going and also updating all the previous versions of the franchise it's just like sure and then you know there's nothing inherently wrong with that it's just you should kind of do it for everything uh that's why i own so many you know physical copies of things because yeah. like otherwise this stuff disappears yeah um not that i think the coens are ever in danger of disappearing no. or their filmography but maybe this as their first underseen thing if it had come out at a different time you know just a few years off might kind of vanish yeah it's hard to say yeah and definitely if they weren't as successful as filmmakers mm-hmm. you could see like oh their first film uh, nobody's ever seen it. it's hard to find yeah 
you know, you can see a couple of their middle things because they're uh, more modern, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. Because people work really hard to make movies, even the ones that right. are terrible. And uh... and then also, I mean, you know, some of them are like good and just didn't get the love that they needed at the right time. Yeah. And then sometimes didn't they find, find their audience. Right. Yeah. And sometimes they find their following and that's how you get cult films and, and those see re-release. But then some things just kind of get lost in the sands of time. And yeah. that sucks. And also sometimes things just inspire somebody to be like, ah, oh, this we... is now in part of my film language and I will yeah. use this to make my own films. Yeah. We, we specifically watched Last of Sheila because it was referenced as something that was inspirational for uh, Glass Onion. Yeah. And, yeah. And, Ryan you know, Johnson. and I had a great time with that. And I wouldn't have watched it otherwise, probably, unless somebody else mentioned it to me. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great. Yes. Great example. Yeah, yeah. Also, previous episode. Yes, previous episode. I don't know. We love film, pr- film preservation here. Yeah. At Hate Watch, Great Watch. Totally. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yes. I uh, hope that you got to see Blood Simple, because I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, if you did. Uh-huh. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Yes. So... You can visit our link tree. Oh, it's at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash h-w-g-w. That's right. And that's uh, for current episodes, playlists of previous episodes, um, links to times we have been on other people's podcasts, yeah. links to some of the endeavors of some of our favorite guests. If there's a way to watch what we're talking about online, Hunter tries to put a link up. Yeah, I will at the very least link to an aggregator site that tells you what apps you can stream a thing from. And if well, not, I will try to smart. find where... Yeah. You can stream it, and uh, you can support the Movie John podcast network by supporting Movie John Patreon, which is another link. You can contact us as well. But why do that when you can contact (laughs) Ben? In fact, maybe by the time this drops, I will add a contact Ben tab right below contact us. Mm -hmm. Just have it be the Ben button. Can you you just label it the Ben button? I mean, I can. Does it let you label stuff like that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Call whatever I want. Yeah. You just want to say the Ben button? Yeah, smash the Ben button. Smash the Ben button. <laughs> Subject line. I'd stuff his lunch. I'd pack his lunch. No, I'd stuff his lunch. I think I've been saying stuff this whole time. You haven't corrected oh, me. shit. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's pouring. All right, we have to come to a consensus now before the episode ends. Sure we're running I'd out of time. I'd pack his lunch. I'd pack his lunch. But also my friend group said I'd pack his lunchbox. I okay. don't know which what, what we're referencing. We're saying I'd pack his lunch. This is what we're yes, going with. Okay. okay. Retroactively... <laughs> I'd pack his lunch. Subject line. Every email to Ben about, no, doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what it's about. Whether you're answering something we asked on the show, correcting something, we left a thing out, we got a name wrong, whatever you want to send that, send that right to Ben. Subject line. I'd pack his lunch. You can get new episodes from us every other Wednesday. That's every every other other Wednesday. Wednesday. On moviejohn.com. Movie J-A-W-N. Or anywhere you get podcasts. That's correct. And if you find a place that you get podcasts and we're not there, let Ben know. <laughs> we will fix that. He's going to be our answering service. Yeah. I guess it was not. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Happy New Year. Goodbye. I'd pack his lunch. I-P-H-L. No, no abbreviations. Okay. I'd pack his lunch. Okay. The whole thing. All right. Type it out. Okay. You have time. (laughs) If you're doing this, you can type out all like 13 letters. Yeah. You have email on your phone now. You can do it while you're on the (laughs) ground.
in the bathroom is what I... <laughs> on the throne yeah i yeah i don't know what i was starting to say but it's what funny. i meant was yeah it's uh, and you can get new episodes from us every other wednesday oh shit i uh, okay <laughs> take it again 124 episodes and I fucked up this one. <laughs> this has been